Good afternoon or morning, whichever the case may be. Podcast fans, as with you as always, co-host and engineer Daniel Friedel, not to be confused with Daniel Freddle. <laughs> I am your co-host and do nothing. I don't know. I I arrange for guests. Mm. I am the guest arranger. Jason E. Beber, the E stands for excellence. Always remember that. So when you put down your resume, it's talent coordinator. Talent coordinator. There you go. Got it. Today, folks, is a monumental day in Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu podcast history. (laughs) With us today, man, I'm I'm going to draw this out. It's been like six months in the making. (laughs) (laughs) With us today, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Second stripe, two stripe jujitsu black belt. Second degree black belt. Um, wrestling legend, catch wrestling aficionado, MMA personnel coordinator, <laughs> former fighter. I, I mean, man, a man of many, many talents. One of my, I don't. Are you one of my favorite people? Oh, you might be one of my favorite people, Brett. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> my friend, Michael, the Bread Allen. Thank you. Thank you. His breadiest. <laughs> his bread highness. <laughs> breadiest Maximus. The Bread. The bread of corn. The bread of corn. Bread of corn. <laughs> Every time I text him, I start, you know, on iPhone, you got a uh, an emoji for bread. So I'll just text him the emojis for bread, and then I'll text the corn, the the ear of corn, and then the, and then the bread, and then I'll just keep keep fucking with him until he returns my text because he don't re- he don't text back very often. <laughs> I look, I text this fucker all week. I'm like, I'm like, see so you coming? Crickets. Okay, well we're gonna see you tomorrow, right? crickets then today hey what's the address oh my god (laughs) (laughs) well brad welcome to our podcast podcast not a podcast glad to be here my man we are glad you're here what you drinking on i'm drinking some sam adams boston lager how do you feel about it is it one of your faves um you know sam adams the brand is one of my favorites uh, the Boston Lager, I have to admit, until today, uh, it wasn't high up on my list. But in this cup, ooh, okay. In, in this cup, see, uh, mm-hmm. for the listeners, we got the. I got these. I always bring my own cup because I'm not a ruffian. I don't drink beer out of a bottle. I drink it out of a glass, and uh, I bring plastic cups, not because I like plastic, because I far prefer glass. But mm-hmm. they don't make the the racket when you set them down. Uh, yeah, they're okay. quiet. So okay. there's my, as my podcasting cups. Okay, Daniel, what you drinking today? Uh, this is the Strongman Milk Chocolate Stout that oh, I got the other week. Yeah, that stuff's awesome. Okay, From, it's uh, very smooth, very dark, very smooth. Highwire, Highwire, yes, made in Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Ash Vegas, just outside of downtown. I know things about beer, Brett. That's what, that's my hometown. Sure is. We're going we to talk about that. One of them. One of them. It's one of them. I am drinking one of my favorite wintertime beers from Bell's Brewery. It's their their Expedition Stout. It is a Russian Imperial Stout. It is 
12.5% alcohol. Good I Lord, ain't man. fucking around today. That's like malt liquor levels. We're going to have three of these, and we're going to have a party. <laughs> and she's driving. And we maybe might. She's drinking too. Ain't no telling about her. Oh, what, really? Might be walking. Rex was drinking uh, <laughs> Ruby Lager from Ruby Old, Lager. Old Hickory Brewery. Mm. Awesome. All right, Brad, before we get started, yeah. I got one thing I need you to do. What we got? Can you read this, please? Hickory is... No, a- no. <laughs> read this part and read it in order. Okay. Beber, dot, 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 dot. Hickory. <laughs> Hickory is the armpit... <laughs> Of jujitsu. <laughs> yes. I don't know why you laugh. That's literally That's the a first quote comment. from you. Yeah. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? Look, first time, no. first time Brad came to uh, Atlanta. That's the first words I ever heard come out of his mouth. <laughs> he goes, "Bammer, <laughs> Hickory is the armpit of jujitsu." <laughs> <laughs> you want another shot at it? You want to try it again? Oh. Come on, come on, give me, give me. Give me. We need a sound bite. I Come need on. a sound bite. Come on, man. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh man. You gotta Okay, okay. Look, we'll try to get in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll We've do had the, a couple beers. We'll do it in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Second thing we gotta do. Okay, what we got? <laughs> do you know William Johnson? <laughs> yes, oh I do. Oh my god. We're gonna do yes. this again. Yes, I do. What sort of terrible things can you tell me about William Johnson? <laughs> See, we go through this. It's obvious that you don't listen to our podcast because we go through about a five-minute segment almost every time that we talk shit about William Johnson. Okay. William Johnson has never – I've tried super hard. Yeah. Nicole's tried. We've tried to get him on the podcast. He won't come on and defend himself. So I just keep talking shit about him. Okay. Uh, well, I'm about to tell a story <laughs> that will probably get him on this podcast. Okay. If this, right. if this doesn't get him on the podcast, uh, nothing will. All right. So, uh, funny story about William Johnson. Well, first, let me, let me give you the backstory. Um, William Johnson, I first met him when I moved to Charlotte in 2011. And when I moved to Charlotte in 2011, um, I, I, I just couldn't wait to, to get down here. There, there were so many positives to me being down here as to me being in Asheville. Um, one, I knew that my wife and kids were coming down here. My ex-wife, uh, Heidi, and uh, and Eddie and Megan. Which that turned out to be a little down the road, but right. you know, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm moving." You know, as soon as she told me she had a, new, a job down here, I was like, "Man, to hell with this!" You know, driving back and forth from Asheville to Charlotte for Fight Lab, I was like, "You know, two, three times a week that got old." Yeah, but um. One of the positives was that I would be able to come down here and get some consistent training with Joe Hurst. <clears throat> well, I got down here and, you know, for for whatever reasons, you know, Joe wasn't anywhere to be found. Right. And uh, <laughs> trained there too. <laughs> and so and so, you know, Kenny, one of my buddies, he you know he knew that me coming down here, I, I really wanted to have my own academy and the end that i had was you know that uh i was an mma coach because i was an mma coach back in Asheville. right <clears throat> and um so hang on just a second what gym were you at in Asheville? i was with team husky 
Now, we, listen, there's a chronological. I've got a plan. I've got okay. a chronological okay. order. Just let him go. It kind of okay. scares me to say this, but we'll go with your plan. <laughs> okay. I got a plan. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell your story, Brad. All right. So, uh, you know, just keep it keeping it short. Um, uh, Kenny had a, uh, a a gym lined up for for me and Phil. We called it Curves. Okay, <laughs> we, we, we called it Curves. And it, this this place was this place was it was like Curves. But the plan was. Uh, we were going to put the cage in there, and and we had we already had mats in the gym because, man, this is getting so so crazy now, and in Focus, we got to talk about William Johnson. Uh, you're, you're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it, there was a guy named Anthony Quarterpella, and Anthony was already in that facility. He was a brown belt, and uh, Anthony was under he was under uh, Brandon Powell, and I was under uh, Joe. I was under Joe Hurst. And you know, Anthony didn't want to come under Joe. I didn't want to be associated with. Yeah, I I, I didn't know Brandon, um, but I just didn't really feel comfortable. I knew down here in Charlotte that there was a lot of lot of p- pajama chronicling going on. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a lot of drama going on down here in the, in the juju world. The pajama drama. Yeah, the pajama chronicles is what, is what Big Gravy calls it. That, that's what. That's another story we're going to get to. <laughs> it was Big Gravy. Big Phil. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I've heard Big Phil. I've never heard Big Gravy. Big Phil. All right. I replaced Big Phil with Big Gravy. I prefer Big Phil because yeah. that's how I've known him for <laughs> – I met this guy once. I, we need to talk. To We're him. gonna bring. I hope okay. to have him in sometime. Okay. So, anyways, uh, we decided to, you know, cut it in the middle and go with this guy named Jeremy Arell. And Jeremy Arell is where I met William Johnson. What What belt was uh, William Johnson in? Did he have that stupid tweener belt? Please tell me he had that tweener belt. What the hell's a tweener? You know belt? what? So, so no, no, no. He, he did not have a tweener belt because back then. Back then, the tweener belt was the green belt. When I met uh, Jeremy, I'm sorry, when I met William Johnson, he had a, a white belt that had a blue stripe in it. They called it the tweener belt. No. No, he, no, he, he was. This was an adult belt. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. just something that only great grappling does. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, and back then, it was a green belt. But, okay. But William, William, I believe, was a white belt or he was a green belt. Okay. But but it was one of, one of the two. Did he look like uh, Crystal Meth Jesus then? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, the funny story about William, fast forward, let's call it, let's call it four years. Let's see, 80 80 right now is 22, I think. Yeah, 22. And, see, he was born in... I graduated high school in 1997. Okay, okay, so so 2013. That would have been two years, two years later. Okay, okay, and, and I I know this because of what what I'm about to say. So William Johnson was single handedly responsible for if if you want to call it the empire of the bread. Okay, in jujitsu, <laughs> really. And, this ought to be a good one. And, and, and I, and you and have I, to elaborate. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you why. And he denies this to this day. Like he he denies. So uh, I I broke away from from Jeremy Arell, okay, about 
I would say a year, year and a half into my training with him. Okay. And that was a whole nother fiasco mm. of why I broke away from him. But it didn't end well. And I was determined, like over the course of, you know, t- over the course of 2011 to 2013, uh, I had experienced on a significant level the Pajama Chronicles <laughs> in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm sure you did. <laughs> and, and, you might have caused some of the pajama drama well, if I know no, you right. Well, no, you you, you want to know what you want to know what? It, 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 no, I I really didn't because um, that time I, I was I was I was I recognized jujitsu for what it was, and and I saw an opportunity coming down here to Charlotte uh, to get my newfound team with Renegade Fighting Systems to 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 test the waters about my theories of, of, of the importance of, of grappling and a, a hybrid form of, of grappling for MMA. Um, and you know, I, I was always under the belief that if you're, if you're going to do jujitsu, if, if you're going to do MMA, then you have to do jujitsu. You have to box, you have to wrestle, you have to do judo and you have to do each one of the individual arts within their own realm. Mm-hmm. Separate. Yeah. Separate. You, you you have to do it, okay. Rather you want to or you don't want to. I, I firmly believe it, it's it's a cop out that that's often found in the MMA circles of oh well you know I, I don't need I don't need uh, uh, gi jiu jitsu because I don't fight any gi. <laughs> yeah, it just to, to, to me that's that's just to, to me it's asinine. But I, I I I saw an opportunity coming down here to Charlotte to test those theories. And what I did is I took a bunch of my MMA fighters, put them all in geese. Every single one of them. Joe Pacheco, they Richard loved you Rainey, for that too. Uh, yeah, Blaine Thomas, you you name them. Adam Dehart, they were all in geese. Nate Davis, <clears throat> obviously Joey Carroll and that you know crew. Nick Smith, every one of them trained. We trained in the gi. Well, William Johnson, <laughs> William denies it to this day. But he said to me, and I quote, well, you know, you can win Naga and you can win New Breed, but you will never, ever have an IBJJF champion. And I, mean, I, and I, look, I looked at William Johnson <laughs> and I said to myself, self, I be damned, motherfucker, if I don't prove you wrong. And I... Remind me, because I have a similar situation. He did the same thing to me, and now I'm like, continue, continue. So, so I took, I took down to Atlanta, and I've, I've got pictures. Man, I've still got the pictures on my phone, okay? Actually, what he said was, you will never have an IBJJF medalist. And so I, <laughs> I'll never forget this. So I went to Twinkle's. Nicole, and I, I, cause I, I looked at my roster, and I was like, man, who, who on in my roster can compete at the IBJJF level? And for man, you know, for for some crazy reason, I went up and down the <laughs> roster, and and for some reason, I just kept, I kept finding. Literally at at that gym, 
that was the two most unlikely candidates. Well, they were by far the smallest there. They, they were yeah. by, well, they were by far the smallest. But you know, to be completely honest with you, you know, back then, you know, I had no clue what was out there in the IBJJF world for, right. for, for juveniles. So we're talking 2013? This was 2013. And oh, yeah. You know, I, I had no clue. And uh, and so Nicole at the time, she was a blue belt. And Eddie, he was a blue belt. And actually, I promoted Eddie to blue belt because of that. From green belt. <laughs> like, I was determined, dude. Like, I, I was absolutely determined. And so we went down to Atlanta and, uh, oh, and Tapa. That was that was who it was. It was Tapa, yeah. Tapa, uh, Nicole, and Eddie, and we went down to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and Eddie. Eddie, man, he 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 had the Pan Am. Man, he had a huge bracket in his gi. He had a huge bracket in his gi and his no gi, and I mean he he had to have had at least sixteen people. It, it was crazy, and um, in each one, and he placed. Uh, the first first round, he had the Pan Am champion in Gi, and he lost by he lost by points. And I thought, shit, <laughs> this isn't going the way that I thought it was going to go. Okay, and uh, and then Nicole had uh, I forget what she had, but she she I want to say she she placed. Actually, you know, she might have won it. She might have won it because I remember. Actually, I remember texting William Johnson and telling him to suck it. <laughs> and uh, and then Eddie placed second in Nogi. And uh, and from that point on, man, it just it took off. It took off from there. And um, yeah, I you know, it, the rest of it's history. You know? He did the yeah. same to me. Um, I don't know why, but one day I happened to be messaging him about something, or maybe texting him. I can't remember. This I was like a blue belt at the time. Yeah. And he was like. Uh, he said, I, I don't remember, we were just talking about, I was like, hey, you coming to open mat or whatever, you know, because TC used to have an open mat on Sundays. And somehow or another, we got, he asked me if I was competing. I was like, no, I didn't even know there was a competition. Like, I, I didn't even know that people did this as a competition. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no concept of this. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was, he said something to the effect of like, well, <clears throat> most of Charlotte doesn't respect um, Henzo Gracie Charlotte because y'all don't compete. And I was like, well, fuck you then. I'll, I'll compete. I'll go win. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was pretty pissed about it. So, like, I, I started competing, and I, you know, maybe I was batting like 500, half and half, you yeah. know. And then, uh, and then me and him did this challenge match, and I watched the video of it the other day. Did you, did you, were uh -huh. you there for that? No. All right. So, he, um, we were both blue belts at the time, and he was like, he was working for New Breed. And, uh, I, somehow or another, I was like, I was like, well, bring your ass out there. I'll fucking choke you too, right? And yeah. so he was like, uh, he's like, well, I work for Newbury. If you'll come to the Newbury tournament, I'll, I'll set us up a bracket. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I was like, okay, I'll be there, right? So I signed up, paid my $100, and uh, I had, I had like two, two matches, no, I had three matches in no gi and four matches in gi and no William Johnson. And I was like, well, where the fuck is this guy? Well, he set me and him up a bracket. To where it was his first match and my like seventh match. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> so we had a little special match on yeah. the sidelines. So to try to game him, uh, I tried to get. He was with Jeremy Arell then. I tried to get Jeremy to coach me. No, I'm sorry. He was with uh, Fernando Vlor. Yeah. 
and uh, he had just left Jeremy's. And so to kind of try to game him, uh, you know, I didn't have a coach. So I was like, hey, Jeremy, will you, will you coach me? He was like, yeah, sure, you know. What was that? He's like, nah, man, I can't do that to, to, to William. And I was like, come on, man, it'll be funny. You ain't got to do nothing. Just sit in this chair, right? Yeah. I ended up winning, um, I think it was uh, six to two on a – I didn't submit him. I mean, I was – it. mine and his match, I watched the video, looked like – like if you were to take a dumpster and heat it up <laughs> and then like <laughs> empty it on some new breed mats, that's about what our match looked like. It was the most – Sloppy, terrible jujitsu I ever seen, but I still got that medal. Fuck you, William Johnson. <laughs> All right, so I was uh, I made some notes mm-hmm. in chronological order. Bread, tell me about your introduction into wrestling, the sport of wrestling, and like how you uh, how you how did you become a wrestler? Because you're primarily kind of known as like a wrestling based grappler, which I, that may or may not be true. I mean, a lot of your yeah. students play various games, but how did you become a, a, a wrestler to begin with? Um, let's see. My dad, my dad placed third in the state in like a 70, I don't know, in the seventies yeah. sometime. Um, Started wrestling when I was like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a head start then. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of a head start. Started wrestling when I was 35. Oh, yeah. So You, you remember that? That time you taught me how to wrestle a little bit? Yeah, yeah. That's when I started I, wrestling. I, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Um, wrestled in uh, up into middle school. But, you know, back then the uh, – <clears throat> The uh, the the base for wrestling really wasn't just it really wasn't there. So like I was sort of an oddity. Like I would have to travel, you know, like with the, I'd have to go up to the to the Tuscola High School, and like I was the only little kid right in, in, the, no, in the mountains that was that was interested in in doing wrestling. Sure. And you know, I remember um, Coach Ross and at at Tuscola and and. You know, the coaches up there, you know, they would always uh, coach Sanderson, you know, people like that. Um, wrestled some freestyle and some Greco stuff, like in elementary. And then in, and then in middle school, uh, wrestled for Canton Middle School. And then So I, Canton had a team? The middle school had a team? Yeah, Canton had a Canton Middle School had a team. Canton's in North Carolina. What, ca- what county is that? That's, uh, That's Haywood, Haywood County. Haywood County. Yeah. Just past Asheville, and right? Then, uh, yeah, and then I wrestled for uh, Pisgah High School. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's over close to Waynesville or Cherokee, and it's, that's the. It's right. It's it's it's, so, it's in it's in between. It's at well, it's uh it's uh Pisgah, Canton is Canton goes to Pisgah, half of Clyde goes to Pisgah, half of Clyde goes to Tuscola, and all of Waynesville goes to Tuscola. So I, it's it's a big rivalry. I was in uh I was in Clyde two weeks ago, not a lot going on in Clyde. It is a it is a one <laughs> it is a I mean it is the the same is the same is. It's a one red light, one red light town. I, they may have put another one up. They, I think they have a caution light and a red light. Now. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, but anyways, back to back to wrestling. I, I had you know I I didn't when when I was in high school, man. I look back on it and like there was a lot of um, I had I had a lot of success in wrestling in high school. 
Um, but you know, the one thing I regret is is probably playing football. You know, which at Pisgah, everybody you either play football or you're trash. Yeah. It's it's one of the two. Yeah. And uh, I, early on in uh, in my high school high school journey, um, my stepdad, he uh, we was uh, we were going me, me and one of my friends Josh Skidmore, we were going to uh, the swimming pool, which was down beneath the high school. So this is in between my eighth and ninth grade year, and. Uh, <laughs> We got our shorts on, and I should have known something was up, because he told us to grab our grab our shoes. And uh, so we got our tennis shoes, like two idiots. We jumped in the back of a truck, and uh, who told you to grab your my, shoes? My stepdad. Okay. And uh, we went, we we went, and we rode by the pool, <laughs> and Josh was like, "Hey, that's the swimming pool over there," and I was like, "Where are we going?" And he started up the hill to uh, to Pisgah High School. And we circled around the track, and he's like, "Boys, get out!" And we walked out onto the to the field of giants. <laughs> and uh, I'd never played football before. And uh, and he 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 walked up to Carol Wright, the head football coach, varsity football coach, and uh, he was like, he was like, "This is this is my boy Mikey, and this is his friend Josh, and uh, Mikey's gonna play play football for you." And uh, he looked at me, and man, how I, tall were you then, bro? I can't make this you, shit up. I mean, look, I'm not, look, I'm not trying to look, be disparaging, but you were not no, the tallest person that I no, know. No, and I'm not. <laughs> look, I was very, I was. T- we'll put it this way, put it this way. When I was in ninth grade, I wrestled 112 pounds. <laughs> Excuse me. When I was in eighth grade, I wrestled 112 pounds. That's crazy. I wrestled 112, and. Uh, so at this point, I'm like 119, 120, somewhere out through there, and uh, I, I couldn't have been, but like I couldn't have been five feet tall. I couldn't have been five feet tall, and uh, I remember walking out, and I look around, and like the football team had like their shoulder pads and helmets, and like this is this, this was this was crazy. Like it's in the summertime, this is crazy, <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm I, I'm like, man, Dad, what you know, what are we doing? And uh, he introduced me to coach Wright and coach Wright looked at me and and he said the words that I will remember for the rest of my life he said Mackie <laughs> you go on over there and get over there with those JVs and run up and down this field Mackie could not say Mikey or Michael for four years this man could not say Mikey or Michael and like every time he would call for me here, Mackie, come up, come over here and return these punts, you know, and uh, yeah, so thankful for the lessons I learned at Pisgah. And the funny part is, my my freshman year, in <clears throat> halfway through the JV season, uh, I actually got moved up to varsity. I was a slot receiver, and uh, the whole JV team got moved up. Uh, it wasn't anything special, but uh, got the whole JV team got moved up, and then the next year. My tenth grade year, I was uh, I was on varsity. But the point of that was, uh, it really hindered my uh, my my wrestling because you know my summers, I, I tried to you know do as much freestyle and Greco as I possibly could. Um, I tried to do a lot of off season tournaments, but you know it just never did really work out. My my freshman year, my freshman year, 
Uh, I was a state qualifier my sophomore year. I made it to the state finals. My junior year, I got uh, beat at regionals in the first round, upset. I was like 32 and 0, number one seed versus number 16 seed, and he caught me with a with a head throw, pancaked me right flat to my back. It was crazy. And then <laughs> and then my senior year, I, I went 36 and 0, and then got beat in the semifinals at, at state. So who was running your training through your high school wrestling? Was it the school wrestler, or was it a like it, a rec wrestler? Or? Uh, it was a combination of a well, this is pretty pretty funny story. So, um, when I was in high school, um, my high school wrestling coach was a guy named John Sanderson, and he had built the program. I don't know if you guys know anything, but in Cary, North Carolina, that that's, it's wrestling's big, and him and uh, Jerry Winterton. Had, had built those programs down there and then he he came he went to Tuscola and then he came to Pisgah and uh my ninth and tenth grade year we had John Sanderson and there and you know there was there, there was a whole lot of things that, like I'm about to say right now that you know looking back on it you know hindsight's twenty twenty, you know wish upon a star uh but you know Sanderson left us and uh because he couldn't be an administrator he was a vice principal. He couldn't be an administrator and be a wrestling coach was the, the role that the county had, had passed down down at the Board of Education. And so uh, my ninth and tenth grade year, you know, he, he obviously we had a lot of success as, as a team. Uh, I was state finals. Fresh, my freshman year, I qualified for state my senior year. I mean, my sophomore year, I was in the state finals. I lost by blowout. <laughs> um but you know he he got me there, and then my junior year, um, he left us, and we went through, you know, uh, the offensive line coach, who had never wrestled in his life, was the first coach we had. And that then, happens a lot though, doesn't yeah, it? Like it, it does. Like they just need somebody, and they're like, yeah. "Here's the rule book. Yeah, you're you're the math teacher. Figure it out." Yeah, you know? and then halfway, uh, or quarter way through the season. Uh, we, this guy named uh, Chip Singleton took over the program, and uh, you know, again, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. We, we gave him a pretty rough time. He, he wasn't he wasn't what we were used to with Sanderson, but you know, he was a he was a good planner. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, so, you know, long story short, me going out there my in the regionals. 32 and 0 and then losing in the first round of regionals that was that was a setback which in in my mind I don't think that would have happened if Sanderson had been there you know but it was one of those things where I felt like I knew more than the coach uh, well you might have I was about to say you probably you did. might you but, might have you know, cause yeah. I, but you know you, you you need somebody to guide you at True. the end of the day rather I knew more technique than he did which is highly unlikely <laughs> but looking back on it but uh you need somebody to settle you down in those situations. Mm. And it was one of those things where, you know, ego got the better of me. Mm. You know, when you're, when you're the number one seed and you're going against the number 16 seed, there's there's no excuse for uh, for any type of mishap. And, yeah. you know, what can I say? He caught me. But uh, so that that's how I got involved in wrestling. And then I went and wrestled at a Missouri at Missouri Valley University and uh, – <laughs> this got the better of me. It's good stuff right here in this cup. 
But uh, been a lot of folks being in that same spot. Been, there, been you know? a lot, you know. And I, uh, you know, long story short, flunked out, came home, and uh, the rest was history. Well, tell me how you got involved in uh, catch wrestling. So, um, should be noted, and you know, I've talked about catch wrestling some on the podcast, but like uh, a huge part of my game, even though I can't wrestle a lick, is very catch wrestle ish. Like, uh, have a lot of catch wrestling holdover strategies that I've learned from folks like you. And, I think you're uh, just talking about being rude to your. No, that's not <laughs> true at all. Partner. That's not true at all. I'm saying like that. One of one of the, one of the most one of my favorite moments in my grappling history actually came from a loss, and you were sitting right beside him. So, for the listeners, I had this uh, match with this guy Evan Arandondo, and apparently he was upset with me. I didn't I didn't know he was at the time, but it was a super fight thing. And uh, Brad had a couple athletes um, competing on it as well, and Daniel went with me to coach and. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the exact words because I was on the mat, but basically Daniel uh, gave over his coaching duties to Brad. Brad is a fantastic coach, I must mm. add. Uh, and uh, Brad, I, I can hear I was I had escaped an armbar and ended in top side control, and I can hear Brad, "You're right, you're right, go Shug, go Shug." And I was so <laughs> excited that I knew what Shug meant. And I was like, "I know, I know what that means. <laughs> That's a wrestling term. I know exactly what that means. Let me do that." And you know, I tried, and he escaped and some stuff. But I thought, I thought, uh, I thought it was cool that I knew the word. I knew what that meant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, my point is, um, catch wrestling. I, I, I don't care for the pin aspect of the sport of catch wrestling, but my a lot of the things that I do are very catch wrestling based. In even though I can't wrestle a lick, and I learned a lot of it from you. So tell me about how you got associated with catch wrestling and what catch wrestling is and the, kind of the the legend of pop and all that stuff. Like, talk about some of that. Yeah. So, um, catch wrestling. So, when... Well, first, define define what catch wrestling is. I've talked about it briefly on the podcast, but you, you tell us what catch wrestling is. I mean, catch wrestling is, is from what I know it, what I know it as, okay, in, 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 in the style that, I was introduced to, okay? Catch wrestling is what the carnival wrestlers used to do back in the old, old yesteryears. So, for those of you that don't know, before TV, probably like, would you say maybe the heyday from like the 20s to probably like the the, the early 60s? I, I, I mean, I, 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 would, I would say as early as probably the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might be yeah, right. The, the 1800s was where the carnivals were, were really, were really, really popular. Probably after the Civil War, sure. I'm guessing. But and, and that's 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 you know again I've never really researched the history of catch, uh, but so people would so so wrestlers would join a carnival. This was basically the only way they there was to make money wrestling, right. and they would take on like the local badass in in a no quote unquote no holds barred well i think they took like anybody who wanted to step up pay right quarter. Well, that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and then like maybe there were some bets on the side and yeah. like a lot of uh carnivals had like a stable of wrestlers they had to have like four or five maybe some of them would like go out in a the crowd there was a lot of nefarious ways to ship people out of money you know yeah. like betting either side bets and stuff and 
best two out of three. And that th- th- sort of those thing. guys were called uh, shooters. Right. Shooters and hookers. And that has turned into what pro wrestling is now. Yes. I was about to say, what is the difference between shooter and hooker? I've heard both of them kind of used interchangeably, but yeah. is there a difference between the terms? Man, yeah. Yeah, okay. there is. The, the, and, and again, I may have them backwards here, but the, the, the shooter is, is the guy that, um, that, you know, if, if, if you're, it, it, the, the shooter is the guy that, that basically he's, he's a rookie. Hmm. Does that make sense? He's yeah. a white. He's a white belt. He's a. He's, he's going to get blue belt. He's, he's going to lose a lot. He's a. He's he's going to lose a lot. Okay. Uh, the hooker is is like a master of of holds. Okay. Does that make sense? He's yeah. a master of holds, master of pins, masters of strangles, and um and so that's that's really the definition of a of a hooker. Okay. Gotcha. So the so the shooter and the hooker would like put these matches on, and there were you know people in the crowd would bet. But, like, they don't know these guys. There's no internet or TV or anything. It's mm. just, like, some dudes that come to town. So no, Just whatever title they were given on the right, billboard. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there would be lots of, you know, maybe the shooter would, they would have what's called a work, right? So uh, maybe, the, maybe the shooter would, like, win the first one. They would go, like, best two out of three, and he'd win it, like, really good. So then, like, a bunch of people would start betting, and then the hooker would, like, just fuck this dude up twice, right? <laughs> or like to get the money, you know, gotcha. or, or many different variations of it. But yeah. So yeah. back then they even had like works, which are basically just choreographed shows. Well, no, they wouldn't no, have they like choreographed true. then. No. They got their ass whipped. Back no, then. not not, okay. not necessarily. They they would they would do the works to basically scam people out of money. Okay. Uh, but as far as the but what about like the true blood of the sport? Well, well you know as I mean? far not as the, the as far as like true pro wrestling back yeah. then. It was it was legit, like pro mm. wrestling was legit back back. And you're you're talking about again like the late 1800s, mm. early 1900s, things like that. But you can look up like the uh, you know pro wrestling world champions, uh, you know like George Hackensack and you know people like that. They uh, Ed um, Lewis, the Strangler, the Strangler, and, uh, yeah, yeah, like. Well, I mean, you're talking about even before that, like Farmer Burns Farmer and stuff Burns, like that. Farmer right? Burns, yeah, yeah. Carl, uh, Gosh. Carl Gotch, all yeah. those guys. And uh, but you know where it got, where it really it it took a turn for the worse was, you know, people, you know, man, like with any sport, you know, where's the, the money the, at? The, the, the fix was in, and uh, and and with wrestling because it was such a huge popular sport, you know, the public just started. You know, distrusting it, and so that's when, you know, the the promotions just sort of went on the went on the the cusp of well, you know, if that's what you expect, that's that's what you'll get. You know? So when did that changeover happen? Like I heard that in the beginning years of like the WWF, they actually would have the match, and then they would have the show afterwards, and it would be like the same winner. You know what I mean? Like you had to win backstage before you won on the show. When did it change? Uh, from I, being... I, don't, I don't really know how, how true that is. Uh, mm. I think by the time the, the WWF, uh, I, I do know this with the WWF and the NWA and, and world class wrestling and things like that. You know, those guys, they lived by a strict code of kafabi, of kafabe. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of like, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, you know, yeah. you don't talk about, you know, for example, the bad guys and the good guys, you would never see them out in public together. Like, not like now. Okay. Uh, you know, like the, the uh, being able to, to cut someone with a, with a hard way or, 
or the the blades being stuck in the the tape, you know, things like that. That was kayfabe. You know, it was it was sort of unwritten rules, untalked about rules. You know, that you just. Man, so we're talking about like 1970s, 1960s, like how man, late uh, in the uh, game was uh, it? Up until like the 1990s, to really? be honest with you. Yeah, that, that stuff was like oh, wow. secret. No, no. So what, what he's saying, so Daniel's asking, when did when did Catch, Carney, and pro wrestling split? Oh. Yeah, basically, when okay. did it, I see, I when did it all become about the show? Not about who was the better wrestler, but well, about you're asking, the drama. You're asking and, about a different thing. You're yeah. asking about pro wrestling Yeah, when yeah. – and well, so WWF in its conception was based around like carny wrestling. Yeah, but that's pro like that, wrestling. Right? Well, so well, like the anytime these it's a there's a potential for work, there's money yeah. being being paid, there's a prearranged that that's pro wrestling, right? That's like professional wrestling. Yeah, but pro wrestling had to come out of it came catch from catch or carny, right? Yeah. Right. So well, and, not only did pro wrestling come from catch, but the scholastic style as we know it now, that yeah. came out of carny as well. Because okay. back in the old, if you if you ever look at the old NCAA videos, mm-hmm. uh, like there were moves, there were potentially things that are potentially dangerous now. Back then, were were allowed. So like uh, you could do, you know, head scissors. You could yeah. do, uh, uh, you could run a uh, bar arms up the back. Yeah. Uh, you could you could work your know, chokes, things like that. So it, it before, it, so. My understanding is that it is that didn't used to be catch wrestling. It was just wrestling. It was just wrestling. Yeah. And then submissions were totally legal and chokes were totally legal and yeah. it was just wrestling. Yeah. But yeah. to make it safer for the kids that were gonna have to work on the farm all winter, they they didn't, didn't want, want their arms broke and shit. Yeah. yeah. They were like, Oh, we'll just take the, the the dangerous stuff out. And I don't know if you ever wrestled with a collegiate wrestler, but they still do some pretty they dangerous still pretty shit dangerous, to you. Yeah. They drop me on my head. <laughs> yeah. So, and is, you know, Pop, Pops used to say that. Pops, Pops used to say anything that is potentially dangerous is, is catch. It's catch. All right. So, so tell the listeners who Pops is. Yeah. Pops was a what one of Pops was the trainer of one of, of my original trainer, uh, Johnny Husky. He was a, a guy a, a guy named Billy Wicks. His nickname was Pops, and uh, I had the privilege of, of training. He, he he was on his way out when I came in, but I, I I spent about a good year to two years with him being in in the room. Right. Um, I've seen old VHS that someone has converted. I think I sent it to you. I saw it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But there's like, you know, Pops. He looks. I mean, ancient. He probably looked yeah. 75 or 80 years old, mm-hmm. sitting in a chair on the side of the mat, yelling at y'all. Mm-hmm. And there's you and yeah. Brad Hanna. Brad Hanna. And yeah. uh, I think uh, Dr. Steve was there. Yep. And um, there were like a couple of people that I recognized in this video that's yeah. obviously from like 98 or something. Maybe. Not, it, that's probably 99, 2000, okay. somewhere it's, around it's, there. It was, pro- it was probably taken on VHS yeah. like and converted oh, over to, to digital. Like, no. like the video looks like someone took their phone and recorded the screen of VHS <laughs> and then put it on YouTube. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, there's actually there's actually some good footage out there. Um, one in particular that I remember, um, a tournament that we went to in Tennessee, <laughs> where I actually the name Cornbread 
was actually uh oh you gotta tell that story birth. yeah no. well we've we, both we get heard to, it but look, we gotta like we, we get, there's chronological order so <sighs> okay we've talked about what catch is we're i'm trying to keep if, if i don't keep you on track he'll get you off track which yeah. is crazy that i'm the, ball, the bouncer no, no, no. here today um okay so so tell us back. more about pops like wh- what made him <laughs> i'm i have a plan daniel i know but one thing we have to clarify too is is there a difference between catch and carney so I've heard a lot of different, I guess, shall call them no, stables. There, there's not. There's, not, okay. not and again, you, a lot of people in in today's, you know, internet and 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 legitimately, mm. the, the, there the, there is a, a portion of the world that would answer differently than what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, there's no difference between catch and carney. Okay. Because the only style of catch that I know is Carney. See, that's why I was wondering, because I've seen other logos. And, I mean, I guess you get the Lucha Libre in with those as well. I mean, there it's very go. similar, too. There you go. But I've seen, you know, different people who call it catch. Some call it Carney. I know the, Lucha the, Libre the, may the have Japanese, a flavor. The Japanese style of uh, the, the the Billy Riley and, and, and Snake Pit style, yeah. which gave birth to the Japanese – a strong style of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that could be considered a a a form of catch wrestling, or and gotcha. and as opposed to car. And you know, I, I I don't really there's there's no real answer to it. It gets confusing. Um, but like if you're watching video, you can't say, "Oh, that is definitely this," instead of "Oh, that's carny and that's not catch." No. Okay. No, gotcha. not not necessarily. No. Okay. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, so um, it, it seems like it would be hard. It'd be like, did that Kimura come from Helio or Carlos Senior, Carlos yeah. Senior or Kimura? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. But did you, it come from Kimura? But, but you yeah. get what I'm saying, though. It'd yeah. be like, well, it's it's, it's just well, that's like it always, it, in in catch that it's a double top wrist lock. Well, did that double top wrist lock come from the Kimura or vice versa or who the fuck knows? Yeah. You know, because. Okay. Because Kimura's going to tell you it came from Kimura, right? And, and, yeah. and guys, if you really want to get deep into the layers, <laughs> they're, they're all intertwined, even yeah. as even as far as judo. Yeah, you know you yeah. can. Uh, and and I don't want to get too too deep into this, but th- there was a guy uh, who was the wrestling world champion, mm. and he made it a point to go over to the Shotokan. In Japan, and basically say, uh, "Motherfuckers, uh, I don't know which one of you some bitches." <laughs> he is, needed a translator is, is for com- this. It's coming in. It's coming in second. Yeah, but I'm about to come up in here and whip some ass, and he did just that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, man, I could look it. I could look up who the, the guy, uh, but you know. All the styles mm-hmm. since the since the beginning of time yeah. have been vying for you know which is the strongest which style the best, of grappling, yeah. which is the best well, style see, of grappling. That's why I was wondering because I've heard like all of those used. Jiu-jitsu and, was late to the game. Yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu was late to the game. Brazilian jiu-jitsu was mm-hmm. late to the game. Like they, like you know, I, I understand that there's people that want to claim you know whatever, but yeah. man, judo. You know, judo was jujitsu as as we know. Yeah, it was the first. wrestling, yeah. wrestling 
man, those those guys was going over there to the Shotokan and and putting in some work. Mm. In fact, this guy, and I would have to look it up, but this dude was like, I don't give a damn. I'll put the jacket on. I'll put the the, the the pajamas on. I'll do whatever you want me to do. But we're about to we're about to show somebody what we know up in here today. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's it, it's always been it's always been back and forth. You know. Yeah. Well, even even further than that, there's been so many. Um, so like, there's a, a Chinese version of jacket wrestling. Shu Zhao, or I cannot pronounce it. You got it. that. You got Sambo. You got well, no, all kinds this, of ja- this uh, Chinese version is way older than Judo or Sambo oh, okay. or any of that. Like, it's documented. Well, see, the Chinese were very, um, uh, they were way ahead of their time in written language and uh, hmm. history. And this has been documented, like, yeah. well, way think, before. Like, my big question was another way of explaining it was if you watch folk style and you watch freestyle and you watch Greco-Roman, you can clearly see that those are different types of grappling. That's because the you know rules I mean? are different. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I was wondering about, like, catch wrestling and carny and, you know, even Lucha Libre to an extent and stuff like that. If you could actually watch the style and say, oh, this is definitely blank over blank. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It would be the rules. The rules would be the thing that dictates. So, like, I was t- teaching a class um, Friday about um, – we've been working on defeating the turtle mm. and uh I, I showed like a very catch wrestling approach to this and i was like you know so it's my opinion that the rules of catch wrestling kind of suck i mean i don't really care about a pin yeah they don't make mean anything to me right. like i don't care about that yeah the fight's not over right yeah so in catch wrestling this would be it's over but in submission grappling or you know, no gi jujitsu or whatever the hell you want to call you it. Got other options. Like, yeah. like we we just getting started from here. The pin is not. So there are a lot of things in um, catch. So, red in in catch wrestling, mm-hmm. there's no strangles, right? Is that is that correct? There are no like neck strangles. Um, you can't have just their neck in a hole. So they did a they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of wrestling matches. Like they they would basically wrestle any way you wanted to wrestle. Right. So there was there was Greco wrestling, uh, which was up uh, up above the body. There was uh, wrestling with five second pins. There was wrestling with twenty second pins. There was there was. uh, Hold on, this is interesting. There is there are documented jacket matches. Really. Which is where that we they would put the the gi on and and the rule would be to throw someone you didn't win until you threw somebody to the to their back um there was no there was rules with no strangles yeah there man there was there so was, you kind of just like set the rules as you go yeah, or man, these like yeah. competitions man, would be like naga new breed or they had different rules man, each 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 um each location yeah each region had their own set of rules okay you got to remember that this was, and you got to remember this was back in the in the days. And I, I was looking up George Hackenschmidt. Um, you know, these guys were gra- grappling and wrestling back in the 1900s. Hmm. This was early 1900s that that we're talking about. You know, like, yeah. like the robbery with like him and Carl Gotch. Um, and so it was it was pretty interesting stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> but as, but as far as uh, you know, my introduction to pops and 
and all that stuff. Um, well, tell him, tell him, tell him who he was. Like tell, I, I reference him sometimes. You know, I, I tell people I've never met him. I've met several of his students, yeah. right? And I've listed some of them today. Um, it's it. This region was just truly fortunate to have have him just accidentally settle here. So tell him like who he was and how important he was and what what he did and why it's why why it makes a shit that pops was here. Yeah, man. You know, uh, pop. Uh, you know, I can't really say uh, it, in, enough about him, mm. just for the simple fact of if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for Johnny Husky, I, I definitely would not be in the position I'm in today. Like they opened a ton of doors for me, whether they knew it or they didn't know it. They gave me an avenue to, 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 to go back to doing something that I love, yeah. which, which was wrestling. And, um, so, you know, as far as his importance, you know, for, for me personally, and I, I can only speak for myself, um, Man, it was it was just it was above and beyond anything imaginable. You know, something yeah. on such a personal level that I I can't really put it into words. Yeah. So why was he famous? What what is he known for? Yeah, did he, he do uh, the carny stuff. Well, or you, was... you know, it, it, it's funny. Uh, Billy Wicks was, which is pops. Yeah. Billy Wicks was famous for a lot of things. Uh, man, he was a federal marshal. Uh, he was a professional wrestler. He was a carny wrestler that learned under Henry Colin, who learned from the farmer, Farmer Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his biggest claim to fame, and most people don't know this, um, man, what was what in the world? Hold on, just let, let me please okay. bear with me here for just one second. If you ever want to see some crazy stuff, look up Farmer Burns hanging himself. Oh yeah, that he was... had such a strong neck he would literally hang from a noose while whistling, like it. It just goes to show how much neck training that he put sure. into it. He was a small guy too, right? What was yeah. he like one forty five, one fifty? Farmer Burns was, yeah, he, he was very small. He was yeah. very fit, and he could uh, he could hang himself from a noose and whistle, whistle Dixie. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> yeah crazy. But you can still see videos of him literally just, or not videos, but pictures of him like just hanging, like just looking fine. No issue whatsoever, but he had it's built crazy. his neck up to the point to where he could withstand that stuff. So uh, El- Elvis Presley was a huge fan of Billy Wicks, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so listen to this, uh, Billy Wicks um, was famous for uh, having a rivalry with Sputnik. Sputnik Monroe. And now this would have been like pro wrestling, right? Th- this was this was in pro wrestling. Um and Sputnik Monroe, he was like the back in the fifties and sixties, he was like the uh Ric Flair in Memphis. <laughs> he was like the the Ric Flair in Memphis. And yeah. And and he was a uh, he was like he was like the Ric Flair cross between Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> and no, I'm not making this up, man. This this is crazy. And so um, Sputnik, like, would cater to the blacks in the ghettos of of Memphis. That's who his his fans were, and Billy Wicks was like this 
clean cut white guy, and Sputnik Monroe was like the the villain. But like all the all the blacks in in Memphis, they loved him. You know, he he drove like a pink Cadillac and <laughs> and and had man, dude, I'm not making this stuff up. This man, you couldn't write this stuff. And the only time in Memphis that Elvis Presley was outsold at the Memphis Arena was in the 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 championship match with Billy Wicks and Sputnik Monroe. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's wild. Right? This is crazy. Uh, he yeah. he um um. He was bodyguard for Elvis Presley. Um, he, he, and he was just famous for a whole lot of other stuff outside of what he did with this that little group of guys in Asheville, North Carolina. And, and it was so cool, to be honest with you, you know, now that I, I know the things that I know, um, you know, he, he made his he, he made his fortune three times over. Yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he made his fortune. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing pictures of his home and – and you know, obviously, the, the people taking care of him, you know, that obviously costs a lot of money. But uh, man, on his own time, you know, he 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 gave back to uh, to Johnny Husky and and a bunch of guys in Asheville. So that was that was pretty cool. Well, so the thing that I think's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm on all these. Well, I used to be on a lot more of them, a uh, bunch of knuckleheads. But I used to be on a bunch of groups, Facebook groups, and forums and stuff about catch wrestling. Because I don't consider myself a catch wrestler, but I sure do enjoy the the techniques and the different perspective on grappling from catch wrestlers and uh, how it how it can help apply to jujitsu. And so, um, man, every one of these these you go to, there's there'll be pictures of, of Billy, and there'll be there'll be, I mean, it's like like this guy was like a hero. I mean, he just recently died. What, like maybe four years ago, three years ago. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. very long ago. Yeah, he 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 uh, he passed away uh, six six years ago. I want to say some. some uh, I don't ago. think it was that long. I don't think so. I remember it, seeing a lot of posts. I was actually yeah. so I was at Brandon Fiera's MMA debut debut when one of one of you guys. When I say you guys, one of you kind of Asheville based catch wrestlers posted that he had passed away. And because uh, I, I remember exactly where I was at, because I text you and I, and I text Dr. Steve, like, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear. And I was like, literally, it was pouring rain. And I was at an MMA fight in Charlotte. Like, I, I specifically remember it was, couldn't have been more than four. Well, I, t- I tell you how I know, because the uh, I was at Dark Horse Wrestling then. Well, that ain't been, that ain't been seven years ago. It That's was, been uh, at least four years ago. It ain't, because I. 21, 2007. Yeah, uh, 2017, 2016, 2017. Okay. Somewhere around through there. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you're, I guess you're right. It wasn't six years. That <laughs> was like four years, four years ago. So, well, yeah. time flies, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny Husky. Um, so, anyways. So how did? Okay. How did you become? Like you would be kind of be like second or third generation. So so basically, Billy taught Johnny Husky. Mm-hmm. And that was basically his only student, right? And yes. he he wasn't even really like student per se, just like a more like a coach kind of. I mean, like no, no. How did how did Johnny and Pops get together? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, Pops, because uh, he was way older than Johnny, right? Like way yeah, older, way older. So, from what I understand, um, you know, Husky never really talked about any of this stuff but uh husky 
was looking for other training. And, and he was a wrestler also, right? Yeah, he, he was a wrestler. This is way before, like, MMA. Yeah. And, MMA. Yeah. He was an MMA fighter. He, he was, you know, doing everything. He'd been out to the lines then. And, and he, uh, he was looking for other avenues of training, and he was mainly interested uh, in catch. Uh, and I don't know if Johnny contacted him or Pops contacted Johnny or whatever, but Johnny, um, Pops was working up at the Waynesville uh, Rec Center, and uh, Johnny went up there, and the, the the rest was history. And Johnny would Johnny would do private sessions with uh, with Pops one on one. He would do group sessions. You know, God bless the people that came up. <laughs> yeah, know. that don't obviously that. Patrick Green and some other guys that. Had, that was with Johnny, um, you know, for a long time. Um, Matt Covan, Chris Rogers, people like that. Um, I'm friends with Chris Rogers on Facebook. Yeah. And, He's an uh, interesting character. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think at a certain point, you know, the, the one thing I'll never do is I, I'll never claim Pops to be my coach. Yeah, I've never heard you say that. Yeah, you I've, always, I've, you always I've, say Husky I've never, was. Yeah, I've, I've always, you know, given Johnny Husky, you know, credit for that. But, you know, I would also be foolish not to give Pops his credit because Pops was in the room a lot of times when we were training. Sure. Uh, and, you know, man, he, he, he was able to get on the mat with us early on. But, man, probably six months, a year into after I got there, you know, he was just sitting there in the, the chair and Yelling sort of overseeing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, um, yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah. Well, so w- what avenues were there to kind of showcase your skills? I mean, you know, at that time I can't imagine there were a whole lot of jujitsu tournaments. MMA was certainly not legal at that time. I know it wasn't. Especially not in North Carolina. You know what's funny? Uh, we actually, <laughs> we actually used to do some fights. They were illegal. They were illegal fights. Uh, but you know, Tennessee, Waynesville. I remember one time uh, Patrick Green um, had a. Uh, I don't even want to say this to be. <laughs> We'll You're being recorded. <laughs> I thought North Carolina was one of the first states no, to no. open up. It was one of the no. last ones, actually. No, it was, really? It yeah. was one of the last yeah. ones, yeah. 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 It was one of the last ones. But but uh, I, I, going back to where we could showcase our stuff, we, there was jiu-jitsu tournaments. Like uh, there was a grappling, Grappler's Quest. There was uh, the Bud Cup. There was uh, Ray Thompson's. Uh, King of the Hill tournaments down in Simpsonville, South Carolina at Ray Thompson School. That's sure. the connection I have with Ray Thompson and Wonderboy. Um, and then there was a, a Mark Mark Mills tournament down in Columbia, South Carolina. There was a, there was a, a lot of things to keep us active. Um, yeah, but not like now. I mean, pre-COVID, there was something going on every weekend. You're talking maybe there was four to five events within a two hours drive a year. Well, you know? yeah. well, and 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 you know, with that being said, it was better that way. Yeah, it was better that I way. I think it, but because I think the, it was that the competition was more intense. Uh, the people trained and prepared 
prepared for for those competitions. And uh, man, just when you look, man, when when you look at it now, there's just so many competitions every single weekend with so many divisions and so many weight classes and so many this and so many. And man, I remember back in the the day, and I don't want to sound like an old fart. I just I remember that the that the that the that the divisions were split up into male and female, <laughs> and that was it. Like I'm I'm not making that up. I like know. <laughs> I, I but, and, and and that was if that was a big if because I I remember I remember my first grappling tournament. I had uh, Sarah McMahon, uh, Spencer Fisher. Uh, Spencer uh, said he'd come do the podcast. By the way, yeah, I had Spencer Fisher, I had uh, Sarah McMahon in in my in my division. I had a judo uh, black belt. Uh, I had uh, God, who else was it? A, a guy from my school, John Driver. Uh, man, it, it was like, a, it, but you know, the cutoff was lightweight, which was one eighty and below, and yep. then heavyweight, which was one eighty and up, and God and, and that was. Me. That was it. I went to some <laughs> tournaments. You know, you got to think. I started. I started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in two thousand and five. Now I didn't stay consistent, but I, I did a tournament, Bud Cup, in two thousand and five, and there were three weight classes in my. There were there were no age brackets. There was lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight. That yeah, was it. man. This stuff is garbage now, man. And I was in lightweight. This stuff is so watered down right now. It is funny, right? It's so it's so watered down, and the 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 Jiu Jitsu really suffers for it. You know, um, this is kind of funny. This relates to what you're saying, and since everything is about me, well, then I'm going to talk about me. Um, hey, I mean, I've done this good. I mean, right? I've done okay. I deserve I deserve a little <laughs> you thing. Dunk, I thought you were like, turn over new leaf. <laughs> Here, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just did that uh, pro-jitsu match uh, two two Sundays ago, and uh, when Brad Morrison like uh, announced that he was looking to put together a match, I was like, hey, man, put me on there. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you know what do you, I was like? Yeah, you know, forty-ish. I'm one eighty-ish. I'm you know brown belt. I prefer no gi. He's like, oh okay. Well, I got this guy Kevin Masterson, and I was like, yeah, I'll just take him. And he was like, Whoa, what? What do you? What do you want to know about him? I'm like nothing. It'd be fine. Like I'll just take that guy. If he want, if he wants to match with me, I'll just do that. And it, like I can show you, he literally messaged me back. He was like, he said he'd take it too. This is like the easiest match I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Give me three days to watch every match he's ever yeah, had. Yeah, literally. And I was call like, everybody nah, I'll just, trains yeah. I'll just take that guy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch my match, Brad? You didn't no, even. You didn't, didn't brag on me. You ain't no. said. He didn't even he said no, shit. I, I, I didn't know you had a match. I didn't know I had. I didn't know you had one. Well, I won. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't. I, I, I didn't know that. I figured so. And you know what, man? I am so I am so busy that I, I just literally, man. I, I don't I don't make enough time for my for my friends. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't have. I barely have enough time for my wife and kids. Um, That's true. He does have that six a.m. class. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, but like it's it's day to day, twenty four mm-hmm. hours, seven days a week, man. It's. Yep. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool though. Well, I won. This is where you go, man, Beber. That was awesome. Congratulations, <laughs> my man, my man. There you go. All right. So tell me about. I'm back to being the good guy now, Daniel. <clears throat> um. I would like. So I've heard the story, but I'd like for the listeners to hear your about your first interaction with Hoist Gracie. Oh my goodness, <laughs> dude! I haven't, I haven't heard this one. This I know. is a new one to me. <sighs> Tell us, tell us your your Hoist Gracie story, your first one. You know what? No, you gotta tell it. No, 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 no real quick. You, you, you want to know something? I have literally 
being the center of more confusion and chaos in in the community. I, w- I wonder <laughs> I why. I, I want to hear about all of that. Like, like, th- like th- this is like at this point we've told like four or five stories and like we ain't even got started yet. Well, we gonna have you back oh, like yeah. two years from now when you when you text me back and say yeah I'm coming. <laughs> And then he'll ask me for the address again. So, so the the, the Hoist Gracie story. So, uh, so I was training with Joe Hurst. So you moved from Char from Asheville to Charlotte. Nope. No. 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 I had started training with Joe Hurst when I was in Asheville. Okay. And and that didn't go over very well, by the way. So I can't imagine why. Well, <laughs> you know, Husky, 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 and the catch wrestlers, they were pretty. Uh, they were pretty territorial. They're pretty territorial, and they didn't. There was no secret. They they didn't. They didn't like the juju guys. They, really? they yeah. They didn't like the pajama. The lazy butt they, scooting. They didn't like the pajama chronicles. They <laughs> so what they have against jujitsu in the beginning? It's it's backwards. It's well, the opposite. It's of the catch opposite wrestling. of is opposite of catch wrestling. And, and and to be honest with you, I I didn't understand because I, I mean I I was I was along for the ride. I'd only been there for like a year. I was about to say I'm sure there was. Karate and Aikido and all that shit. That there. shit ain't like, even real. Like they didn't even. That's not even considered. So they rational. didn't like jujitsu because it was real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was what's like the, the only, rational part about it? It's the Just only real competition grappling? to catch. Wrestling. Okay, so 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 let me let me let me start off by saying this. Okay, okay? there was never a tournament. Hmm. Never. Yeah. A tournament. So nobody can where see where which we no where we went where we went and competed, hmm. and we didn't dominate. Okay. Now, no. Granted, everything we did was nogi. Yeah. Also, remember that back then, jujitsu guys didn't play footlocks. And you got, you got to remember, like catch is like fifty percent footlock. Yeah, well, you, you, at you, least leg manipulation. Yeah. 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 You, you, you got to remember, you're talking about a school of guys. Who make their living breaking people's shit? Now, dude, I'm I'm not. It's let catch wrestling let me in a let, hole right let me let me stop right here because I cannot stress this enough. Mm. And I was the least. I'm not I'm not bragging. Mm. I, I was the least at this at this time. I was a pup. Mm. Okay, but when I tell you that those guys broke people's shit, mm-hmm. they broke people's shit I'm talking about femur bones ankle bones feet knees so, and, and, and wait a minute I can attest to this because I was I suffered <laughs> you were the- an ACL tear in practice Husky Husky tried to get rid of me and told told one of my teammates to pop my shit. Which one? Patrick Green. I thought you was going to say, if you said Brad Hammond, I it was, was going it was, like, it was Patrick. <laughs> Brad, no, but wait a minute. Hold on. But Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You can ask Brad Hammond if that's not a true story either. Like, I, anything I tell you is, mm-hmm. is, is, I have no reason to lie because the stories are just so outlandish that, that you, <laughs> you can just easily go, go ask. So, so, so the, 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 the catch guys, mm-hmm. we had a guy, oh, well, Chris Rogers. Chris Rogers and Chris looks like Shrek. Chris I mean, Rogers, he is a giant. Chris being. Rogers looks right now like chewed bubblegum on the surface. 
But if you look at him, you, you, you'll realize very quickly he is not a guy that you probably want to tangle with. Yeah. He looks like a like a former power lifter, like a competitive power he, lifter who has put on 50 pounds. He, yeah. Like, like yeah. he's soft, but, I mean, his fucking chest is like, it's as wide as my body is deep. And listen. Or he, he's as deep as my body is wide. He, yeah. You know he, what I mean? He used to go to these tournaments. He's, he, well, he's he, the one that would chew on people's legs, right? Like he, that single leg. Uh, he, he, yeah, he, he, thing. he used to go to these tournaments and shin lock people. Shin lock, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And inside toe hold people. We're talking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts. Yeah. We're talking about funny story. I'll tell, I'll tell you a great story. Well, you so, want to so, get back to so, this so, Voice Gracie story, okay, by the way. Okay. So, we're so, taking the long way so, around. So, so Silo Ribeiro, who yeah. back then was the King Kong Ding Along. Mm. Okay. We're gonna have to edit all this. No, no we ain't edited none of this shit. shit. <laughs> okay, <it's out>. right. <laughs> Listen, so he he was the buchecha mm. of back then. Yeah, he, he was the man. Yeah, I mean, I bought his first or his book was the first book I ever bought. Silo Ribeiro, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Silo Ribeiro, uh, so Gary Gary Latham, mm-hmm. okay, Gary Latham, man, this is bringing back so many crazy memories. Gary Latham put together a submission grappling tournament. Okay. Okay. Gary Latham was part of our school. He was our manager. Because <laughs> every school needs a manager. <laughs> yeah, man, and that's another story. That, that That's how I got into managing. But anyways, it, 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 okay. So Gary Latham put together a, I want to say a 16-man tournament to determine who was the big dog in the world. Oh shit! In the world, okay. And Daniel Marias, who at the time was the jiu-jitsu golden boy, world champion, whatever, Abu Dhabi, all that stuff. Okay, uh, he was training with Silo down at. Jo- he was training at Joe Hurst School, mm-hmm. and Joe Hurst told Gary, "Hey man, I could probably get Silo in." For a super fight, if you really want him, and Gary told Joe, "Hey, I've got a guy up here in Asheville that'll whip Silo's ass." And oh, Joe shit. said, "Joe said what?" And 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 Gary's like, "Man, I was there for this conversation." <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe and 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 I was like, I, I looked at Gary and I was like, "Who are you talking about?" And he was like, "Husky." And I looked at Joe and I said, "Hmm." <laughs> No shit. He will get him, and I, and I and. But it ended up not being husky, okay, so right? So wait a minute. So okay. Long story short, we'll get around all the other stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that surrounded it. But Johnny Husky crashed his his car. I think he had a Mustang or a Corvette, or he, he wrapped it around a around a telephone pole. Oh shit! The night before. Okay. So, Chris Rogers, who was in the sixteen man tournament. And was and was man. He was on the opposite side of the bracket of Daniel Marias, and you know, I, I didn't tell, I didn't say anything to anybody down at Joe's. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just sort of stuck in the middle. They told me, "Hey, Cornbread, don't you go say anything." Then I was like, "Hey, man, whatever." I'm you know, Patrick's not popping my shit again. But anyway, <laughs> so but but Chris was set up on the other side of the bracket from Daniel, mm-hmm. and we had planned. You know, we were thinking so they had the finals. They're gonna they're gonna meet yeah. in the finals, and we got something from. Marias's ass, right? Mm. Well, Chris had to step up 
into the uh, super fight with Solo. And Solo, he's over there in his red, white, bad boy shorts, you know, shirt off, all that stuff. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, I have not seen a match to date that equaled what I saw on that mat at West Henderson High School (laughs) in Hendersonville, North Carolina. So was there not a big weight disparity there? It was a huge weight disparity. I was going mean, to say, Solo was, yeah, but, he but, isn't a big dude. But Solo, Solo, I mean, Solo oh, had won, yeah. he had won Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. The absolute. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just, there was, I was weight, just dispar- there was if, weight disparity there. Yeah. You I know? was wondering if Chris was, like, much smaller than he currently is. Like, oh, no. He was, gosh, he was still he, a well, huge yeah, he, now, he was right? much smaller than he, he is, than he is now. But he was oh, still giant. But he was still 200 and... 50, 250, 260 yeah. pounds. So back then was no gi jiu-jitsu a big thing? I mean, I know they had ADCC. Yeah, man. But was it? Okay. It was huge. Gotcha. It was huge. Well, and, I know it just grew in it, like it grew well, in actually, popularity. Well, actually, you know, I'll tell you this. Throughout. Just just from uh, what what I have been involved in jiu-jitsu, when I started in jiu-jitsu, you couldn't, you would come to a gi class, there'd be five people show up. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. You come to no gi class, be fucking packed with a bunch of Want to be MMA dickheads? Like it was fucking packed. Well, yeah, but you're talking about now. Like, it's what, the opposite. early two thousands, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I started yeah. in 05, Daniel. Well, that's okay. the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just whenever I started, you know, it was just gi. Like we started doing no gi we, occasionally. We had very different but, entrances. Yeah, I'd been true. doing jujitsu for like eight mm-hmm. years by the time I met you. Yeah, well, that's true. I not on and con- off. Yeah. yeah, I started eight years before that. Okay, but I remember I was doing jujitsu for probably well. I actually originally started in the garage, but when I started formal training in jujitsu, we had gi for probably like six, seven months well, was before the only class a no we had. gi class started. Well, well you know why I mean? do you think that is? Because our instructor was lazy as fuck, and he well, only wanted true. to do two classes a week. And yeah, that's, that's, how, that's what we yeah. got. We got two class. We got a Monday and a Wednesday. Please do continue. Tell us about the most epic match of all time at West Hendersonville High School's gym. He he caught Solo in a toehold. And now some backstory. West Henderson High School had the largest wrestling mat in the United States of America outside of the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> no shit. The head wrestling coach, which I, I I know this for a fact because I was West Henderson High School's assistant wrestling coach at the time. <laughs> okay? Which is how we got the, the venue. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Funny uh, that. Yeah, Jeff Smith, who was from Ohio, mm-hmm. He wanted to do everything big. He was the first person in, in North Carolina to have a mat lamp. Boom. Just oh, down shit. right at the, at, the, at, a, at the edge of the circle on yeah. that wrestling mat. Boom. Just everything else in the arena is black. Oh, shit. Just, it, it, man, it, man, it, now it, I got to do it, that. It, Thanks, it, it would, look, it, would send your, it, would, it sends chills at my body right now just thinking about it. Because <laughs> back then, those high school wrestling matches, you know, state championship, West Henderson High School, Wait a minute. Dual meets. Did you start to hear uh, Red Riders Lunatic Fringe playing? Every time we came out, baby. <laughs> Every time we walked out of the Falcon. This tunnel. fucking dude has never seen. What are you talking a, about? Doesn't know the song and has never seen Vision Quest. What are you talking about? I haven't seen Vision so Quest. So, anyways, yeah. Chris Rogers catches Silo in a toehold. And you got to remember, up until this point, man, like they're going at it. Mm. Like yeah, on their feet. Like How long is this match? It's about 20 minutes. Oh, shit. It's about okay. 20 minutes. And so he catches a toehold, uh, and, and and Silo takes off. Like just running, barrel rolling, barrel rolling, 
just going and hold on, going. Hold on, wait, wait, and we got set. The, if we talking about solo, we got set this up. Was this like top half guard? Was this like what position we in the, before the, we start the, this toehold? The, the, this this was top half. This was okay. top half. And the way Chris would set it up, he would reach back to the hip, mm-hmm. and then he would just turn and he would go. Okay, gotcha. Total, 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 just body control. Yeah. Just, yeah. Brute strength, just craziness. <laughs> and Silo, you know, he sort of he sort of sat up to to look at his toe, and then I, you could see the look on his face. He was like, "Oh shit!" And just took it. It was on the edge of the mat, and so he took off rolling all the way <laughs> on the over other side to the other side, <laughs> onto the gym floor, and over into the bleachers. And Joe was the referee. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Hurst is the referee. Oh shit! Yeah. So, so Joe's like <laughs> Joe's like running. He's like. Yeah. You're trying to catch up with him, and, he, and he finally gets to the gets off. The, they're on the floor, up against the bleachers. People's got their feet up, you know. <laughs> and 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 Chris, you know, Joe brings them back, and Joe doesn't reset them in the same position. Well, then Silo's like, "Fuck this," <laughs> and and climbs up Chris's back, takes his back, climbs up his back. And puts him unconscious. <laughs> well, funny, if I may add, funny story. My good friend, Dr. Steve, uh, he literally told the exact same story. <laughs> the exact same story. He about did. how Solo's like limping around for like a month hold later. On, wait, wait, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So hold on. Wait a minute. So my good friend, Rusty Hahn, my good friend, Rusty Hahn, okay, um, who, by the way, Rusty, if you're out there listening, uh, he's not. I promise, but we'll get it to him. Okay. Well, never mind. Okay. So, uh, Rusty Hahn, who at the time was like 16 years old, little nerdy redhead kid with glasses, and um, he was hosting a cookout up at his parents' farm after the tournament, and so we all went up there to uh to the farm and we pull up and Silo Silo is sitting there with his foot <laughs> with his foot up on a chair and he's got an ice pack with a with a with a with a bandage wrapped around it. And uh I'm I walk over and I'm like, man, what in the hell? And I look and his foot is black up to the top up to the top, right here, in that area. Yeah, his foot's black. Good up, up Lord. through the, up past the wrap, his foot is black. Yeah, and so all the way to the ball and, of the foot. Yeah, and and I look at him and I said, "Hey, man," I said, "Uh, you uh, you think you need to maybe get that looked at?" And he said, "He said yes, yes. I, you know, I I I I, I do I do the the hospital." And I said, oh, okay. I said, uh, I said, hey man. I said, you, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't, you didn't want to tap. He said, no. I know tap. I, I think to myself in split second, do this paralyze? Maybe I tap. <laughs> I say no, no paralyze. I know tap. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> dude, I was like, what the fuck is that about, that, dude? I was like, and I mean like seriously, like like 
that is on such a different level of psyche. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're different well, I mean, people. Th- they're, they're just so di- like, they're just di- they're just a different breed of people yeah. in 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 Brazil. It, it is. Well, it's not only that. So think about what was it Tom DeBlas and Tex Johnson? Tex just like snaps his foot with the uh, oh, what do you call it? Sitting up from Estima. the top Estima. Estima. Oh. And Tom was just like sitting there letting him break his ankle so he could keep going in the competition. Well, I got news for you. So th- <laughs> this is actually so Tex is Tex Johnson is kind of sort of how I how I officially met Bread. Mm-hmm. Tex Johnson put out a thing on Facebook. He he was looking for training partners. Over one eighty five, purple belts. I was like, somebody somebody tagged me. I was like, so you well, should have known right away that was not for you. Well, I did. I've never heard of Tex Johnson. I don't know who the fuck he is, right? Like, so uh, he, he didn't he didn't know who Tex was. So uh, I was like, well, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Oh, awesome! He, that sounds like a great so he, idea he was for like, my health. He was like, hey, uh, I'll I'll anybody that wants to come train with me consistently on Sundays, I will give them, uh, you know, some, some kind of gi, storm or some sort of mm. gi. I was like, well, fuck, I need a new gi. And uh, somebody tagged me, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll go down there, right? I mean, what the fuck do I care? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was Bread's gym. I didn't know shit, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just fucking going to go down and train with this black belt. Mm-hmm. That's all the fuck I knew. Well. Wait, he was a black belt then? Yeah. Yes. How long has Tex been a black belt? Uh, right, he, it was right after he got his black belt. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I think he had been a black belt long. Yeah, he, yeah. he was. A, he had just gotten his black belt right before he came to, to you guys. Right? Been five years. No. no. Oh, okay. No, he was under Alliance, wasn't he? Now yeah, he was under a Philip. Uh, he was under Philip Smith, I think, who gave him his black belt. Okay. So Sorry. I come bebopping. I've never met this cat before in my life. I mean, I don't know shit about him. And uh, I come bebopping up, and I got John John Stamey with me, mm-hmm. and uh, we we start training. This dude fucked me up. I mean, he tried to <laughs> fucking hurt me. <laughs> Every goddamn thing he did fucking hurt. And he wasn't he wasn't kind. I mean, it wasn't like, oh man, I'm sorry. He's like, get the fuck up. Why I'm like, hey motherfucker, I'll go get a goddamn gun and fuck you up. Like I ain't fucking with this shit. You know? <laughs> it was like an adjustment period. His fucking hot ass wife is sitting over here in the corner. She got their little dog in a purse. It's a whole fucking thing, right? John, no, it gets even worse. <laughs> Fucking John Stamey puts one round in with him and then goes over and throws up in the trash can for 30 minutes, leaving me to be the fucking uh, crash test dummy for oh Tex Johnson, God. right? I'm like, God damn, where's this D at? I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I'm a fucking idiot, and I, I did that uh, several times because <laughs> one time wasn't enough. <laughs> so about the third time, uh, I'd went up there on a Sunday, and I can't remember what the occasion was, but I had went to uh, uh, Waynesville for something, or Cherokee. I don't remember exactly what, but I had spent the night, and I was sitting at a Mr. Omelet, and uh, I got a text from Tex, and he was like, hey, you know Michael Allen? I was like, nope. He was like, I think he's pissed. I was like, well, that don't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> about, about two minutes later, I get a message from Brad. Beber, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I'm like, what's up, professor? And he's like, why'd you tell Tex you didn't know Michael Allen? Well, no, no. I mean, we were friends on Facebook, but I didn't know him and shit. Oh, you know, okay, I, just know, I just know what kind of crazy person he is yeah, and shit. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Beber, dot, 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 dot. And then I'm like, fuck. 
and you, and you see the little uh, typing, you know, bubbles. And I was like, what's up, professor? And he's like, here you been coming to my gym. He's like, uh, yeah, is that an issue? I mean, I can leave the mat feet. And meanwhile, I'm like, I got to pay to go get my ass <laughs> This is fucking terrible, right? And, it, and this is what he said. He goes, nope. I'm just fucking pissed you come to visit Tex Johnson. You don't come to see me. I was like, okay, well, I'll have to fix that next time. When, when will you be there? I'd much, I'm in my head. I'm like, God damn, I'd much rather hang out with him than Tex. Fuck. Tex can't be no, not that much worse. Yeah. And, and funny enough, I never trained with Tex again. That's not true. I trained with him once when he was at Unity in uh, New York City. But uh, I was like, God damn. I, I'm really surprised I made it through that. And the fucker never gave me that gee. <laughs> I went down and got my ass whipped every oh. fucking Sunday for a month and didn't get a fucking gig. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I offered him a, a mint one time because the motherfucker's breast smelled terrible. <laughs> he looked at me and he goes, no, nah, I don't. I'm, I'm, st- I'm laying off of sugar. I was like, God damn, please. <laughs> They're sugar free. Please take one. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I've had... I've had a pretty interesting jujitsu life. I mean, I, like it's weird to see Tex grappling, uh, fucking, oh, EBI yeah, and, and I'm, Tom like, Blast I'm like, I fucking else. know that guy. You yeah. know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I like you know I've grappled in the same room with fucking Craig Jones. I showed Craig Jones my butthole. That was pretty funny. And then you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, been. I mean, I've, Craig Jones is kind of lower on the list than I would have started with, but yeah. <laughs> of people you've showed your butthole to? <laughs> no, people I've trained with. Well, oh. no, I'm saying Craig Jones, he'll hook Tex Johnson in like nine seconds. Oh, or oh okay. Which is I didn't I see like, that. Yeah, I was I like, that. oh, yeah. yeah. But, but, you, but you know what's crazy about that? Tex Johnson beat Gordon Ryan. Mm-hmm. and In a gi match, he did. And Tex beat Lucas uh, Pena. Really? Yes. He bur- t- tore his ACL. In fact, he just posted it on oh, Instagram Lucas the other Pena. day. Uh, he, he posted the okay, other day no, no, on no. Instagram uh, a picture of him uh, uh, torquing his his leg and said, "Be careful! <laughs> what he's be careful acting like." Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but be careful acting like you're better than everybody else. You never know when you might get your shit snapped or something you remember, like that. Do you remember when he had that shirt? He was selling a shirt that said, don't I let me break shirt. your shit. Yeah. I was like, God damn, that's right. <laughs> I mean, he was probably pretty nice to me. What do you think it was like to like people he didn't like, you know? What do you think it's like with the people he competed against? That's what know? I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I'm out here like, like, like I, I can't do shit to this guy. I mean, it was literally just a, a an hour long ass whipping session, which I yeah. got to say, I mean, it's pretty cool that I've like put rounds in with you know some pretty famous people. I mean, yeah. look, look, Brad's over here talking about um, you know having conversations on the back of a pickup truck with Solo Ribeiro. You know, like, mm-hmm. like uh, you got to admit, our sport, oh yeah, is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like, what, what, like what, it's what, awesome. yeah, what, what, where else can you, where else can you go, now, even in MMA circles? Like, you have to go and spend about ten thousand dollars. Give or take, to buddy up with John Jones, yeah. In MMA, even in MMA, you you, you can't just do that. In boxing, you can't do this. In 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 jujitsu, hmm. 
you can go train and get on the damn mat with with your heroes. Yeah, shit. We went to Henzo Gracie Academy, twenty dollars for a day. We were sitting on the mats with some of the greatest nogi experts. Listen. Yeah. On the fucking plan. George St. Pierre had the locker like, next to mine last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, oh, champ, I'll just get the fuck out of your like, way. I, spent, yeah. you know? I had a 15-minute conversation with Gordon Ryan yeah. in the locker room. You know, yeah. it's just, it's amazing. And we talked about that before, you know. Where else you going? Like, you can't go train with LeBron James no. yeah, you're for not 20 bucks a, a day. Get a pickup you know? game. <laughs> you're, not, yeah. you're not doing that. You're not okay, doing okay. That. So, so, let's get back to it. You and Hoist. I didn't oh, yeah. Oh, story. Yeah. You thought she was going to get out of that we shit, We did like you? a 45-minute workaround. It don't matter. It, I mean, it's just, it's just radio. We were just, we're just right, making well, stuff happen. So, this is not radio. So, so, so Gary Latham, <laughs> our manager, okay. okay, comes busting in to Team Husky one day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, this guy was like fucking Kramer, man. Like this, <laughs> this dude, okay, if you can imagine, if you can imagine us all sitting on a mat, hot, sweaty, Man, just miserable as hell, you mm. know. And uh guy comes busting in like Kramer. Mm. And uh he tells us, he's like, guys, 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 guys. I've got a guy in Charlotte, North Carolina that owns a jiu-jitsu gym and is, are you ready for this? Bringing Hoist Gracie in for a seminar. And... We just all looked at each other. You're like, who the fuck is Hoist Gracie? <laughs> <laughs> what is jujitsu? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, me in 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 college, like we used to rent the uh, the the VHSs and the the betas from, from and, like Blockbuster or yeah, Flick Video and yeah. shit. Yeah, everybody's got a story like this. Me too. And uh, and I would be lying if every freaking wrestler in the United States of America did not look at Hoist Gracie and say. I beat that motherfucker. I beat his ass. <laughs> I beat him down, dude. So was this like, uh, like was this you, Hurst bringing him in? It was Joe Hurst bringing him in. Okay, and because yeah, Joe Hurst used to be, uh, un, contrary to popular belief, uh, Joe used to be under the the Gracie family. Yeah, but anyways, um, so well, I mean that's hard to I, dispute. I mean, I there's like say, I thought he was pictures of him and Helio. There's on, a picture on, of him and he. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely a picture wearing of him a blue belt. And, yeah, right. Exactly. There, yeah. Be hard to say that they. Yeah. yeah. There's a picture. There's pictures of Helson, him and Hoyce. Yeah. But, but anyways, so uh, Husky, like there's a pause in the room, and like all of a sudden everybody starts laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, like in my mind I'm sort of like you know, well I'm the young young dude in the group, but man I want to go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I, but I didn't raise my hand, and I swear to God, Husky looks. Husky looks around, and he goes, we're not going to the Hoist Gracie seminar. In fact, I'll tell you what. Cornbread, you go down there. <laughs> and and I look at it, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, I sort of got to play it off. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, okay, all right, cool. And uh, And Husky was like, God's my witness. He was like, he reached in his pocket, you know. He said, how much is it? I think he's like 50 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. 100 bucks, I don't know. And uh, he's like, here you go. Gives it to Gary. And uh, I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm going to Hoist Gracie seminar. <laughs> you didn't know that you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was and, meat for the grinder. And, that and, well, well, so hold on. So, so uh, <laughs> I'm like, damn, you know. 
I don't I don't have like a gi or anything, and I'm like ah, you know, fuck it, they'll do no gi. Yeah, I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. and so uh, I go down there. I got on my kickskin rash guard. I got on my kickskin Valley Tudos, my wrestling shoes. <laughs> My damn headgear. <laughs> you didn't stick out at all. <laughs> I walk up into the damn. I walk like I, I never forget it. Like we walk up into an attic. It's like upstairs in an attic, and uh, I see Joe Hurst who has a blue belt on. Hmm. And uh, were you I, training with Hurst at the time? No. Okay. This is how this is how I got introduced to Hurst. Okay. And I'd never seen Hurst in my life, and so uh, I had a. Uh, I saw Scott Clawson in a blue belt. So Joe was either purple or blue. I'm not sure, but Scott Clawson was a blue, and Scott Zeman was a blue, and everybody else in the room was white belts. Everybody in the room is white belts, and I lo- I look around, and I'm I'm looking for Hoist because Husky had given me specific instructions. <laughs> Double leg that motherfucker. <laughs> so. I'm looking around and I, because I, I want to size him up, and like, because I'm sort of nervous to be honest with you. I'm sort of man, you know, this dude did win the UFC, but I was like, man, these, that they didn't have no wrestlers in the UFC, and so I look around had a and I'm like, oh yeah, I can get that motherfucker. I'm like, that bitch is coming down. <laughs> so we 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 go through the seminar and like I'm literally. Like I'm smashing dudes, because I mean you're you're talking about white belts. Like I I and have not a, just white belts from 2021. We're talking white belts from like 20 or 2000, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Like you're you're not talking about like, like the worst white. Belts. Yeah, like we're we're not talking about like the YouTube generation. Yeah. Like we're talking about like these dudes have no clue what the fuck is going on, and yeah. I'm in smash mode, baby. <laughs> smash mode. <laughs> I'm doing the damn thing, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, I got that smash shit going on right now. You know what I'm talking about? I do. He does not. He doesn't know what you're talking about, but he's seen I do. It. I've been I, smashed by you before, look, so I, dude, I got the sh- look, what you The shoulder about. of justice is the I same 20 years ago as it is today, I'm telling you, brother. Like, against a brand new spanking, wet behind the ears, white belt and blue belt, bro. They ain't have shit on me. I'm telling you. They ain't even yeah. got no stripes. They, they, they ain't have no stripes. Yeah. So hold up. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like, when are we rolling? Mm. So Joe breaks us. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, well, who wants to roll with Hoist? <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, like, I'm not rolling with Hoist. And I'm like, fuck that. Let me get some of that, dude. Some... Oh, let me get some of that juicy booty, dude. Come on, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, we're about to do this. I just got through smashing white belts. Like, how hard could it possibly be? And, dude, we touch up. Like, first off, like, we... And, like, I sort of... I look at him. I'm like, man, is he trying to punch me? Like, what's this dude doing? Because like, we smacked hands. And you did fist bump thing. I'm like, man, dude. What, what is this? I, I, I sort of raised up, and I was like, none of that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> As I get down in my stance, and like I, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, and I'm out, and I fake, and he raises his level up, and dude, I level change. I'll never forget. I hit the most beautiful blast flare double that I've ever hit in my entire life. And then I woke up. 
<laughs> like I didn't like he he choked the shit out of me. <laughs> like, like listen, when I tell you he choked me, like I had strangle marks. <laughs> like I'm black, okay? I have fucking purple marks like around my damn neck, dude. Like you gotta remember, these geese back then, that shit wasn't like oh, these geese like, today. It was like Oh, it's like, like a rope. fucking yeah. canvas bag. Oh man, that mm. that stuff was terrible. <laughs> that stuff was terrible. And like they like I I must have I must have like flared him and then stopped to where he could like reset his his I don't know. Like he did yeah. something. That's all Just I know. A loop choke. He did loop choke yeah. something, you know. <laughs> and like Joe Hurst, Joe Hurst is like I wake up and and Joe's like standing over the top of me and like he's got smelling salts. And, <laughs> Like, the shit's, like, embarrassing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm checking myself. Did I pee on myself? Like, what are we doing down there, man? <laughs> but the, the 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 rest is history, dude. Like, I was hooked. At that moment, yeah. I was 110% hooked on jujitsu. Like, I, I couldn't get – I couldn't get enough of it. And the sad part of it was was that I I, I could only do it in such limited quantities because of mm. location and you know, my loyalty to the, to team Husky. Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember Brad footlock Brad. So like I, I, I went back to Huskies. I went back to Huskies and I'm like, man, I, I don't want to tell that motherfucker. Choke me <laughs> <in college." laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've been like, did you, did you tell him that? Like fucking Gary Latham, you know, like he's, you know, he's, he's a loud mouth dude. I was like, mm. you know, damn, what are we going to do, man? So I go back. We Brad's probably like, what? What are we going to do? Well, uh, well you well, the no, one got well, choked. Well, no, bro. Brad, no, Brad. Brad wasn't with me that day. So I go back and Husky and him is laughing at me. You know, because Gary's already told him. <laughs> like Gary's already, he's already told him and shit. So I go back and uh, Husky and him is laughing at me and he's like, "Come on, Brad, you let him choke you out." And, I, and I'm, you know, I didn't want to. What the fuck am I gonna say? <laughs> You run up in there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm standing in there with these guys and, yeah. you know, obviously they're not going to run up in there. They're going to, they're going to get a piece of me. But, uh, so, you know, Brad comes up over to me and he's like, Hey man, you know, so like, what, what's up with the jiu-jitsu stuff? And I'm like, you want to go down? <laughs> he's like, hell yeah, I want to go down. He's like, man, he's like, there's gotta be some more shit than just this catch stuff. And I'm like, Hell yeah. Yeah, meet me meet me Thursday at Waffle House parking lot. <laughs> meet me Thursday at Waffle House parking lot at three PM and we'll ride down. Clandestine. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta do this shit undercover. And uh man, I'll never forget, like we, we come we come back, like we went down there a couple times mm-hmm. and uh like Brad decided he was gonna move down to, to Charlotte. And Brad's like, he comes back and tells Husky, you know, he's been going down to Charlotte with cornbread, <laughs> but he's he's moving. Sold to, you out. He's he's moving to Charlotte, and I'm like, dude, stop it! What are you what are you talking about? You know. Like, well, funny story. It's funny how you know grappling's a very small community. It's just mm-hmm. it's just really small, and when you. Um, when I was at Atlantic, um, Leslie Steiner's friend 
was cousins with Brad's wife or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she comes to me and she's like, uh, "Hey, I know this purple belt in uh, in Asheville, and they've invited us to come come grapple." And I was like, "All right, cool. We'll, we'll go there. We're, you know, sounds good. We'll go." And uh, it's when he was at Black Eye Fitness mm-hmm. over by the airport, mm-hmm. which is where um, American Top Butch American Marks. Top team, yeah, it's yeah. where Butch, Butch Marks, Marks is yeah. now. Yep. Um, but anyway, it was in that gym, and so I go bebopping in there, and I'm in my my rather not well deserved uh, Jeffrey Carter blue belt, and uh, I got you know one stripe white belt Leslie Steiner with me, and we go bebopping in there, and it's uh, it's Brad. And um, what's the one they call Mountain Apache? His uh, his his brown belt. Oh fuck! Mountain Apache. Yeah. Um, Josh. Is he a, was he a brown belt? He is a brown belt. Now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know you're talking. Uh, about he that. was he was a blue belt at the time, but <clears throat> okay. Josh was, Heath. Heath, that's right. Josh Heath, and it was just the four of us. And I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna roll around, you know. And Brad beat the dog shit out of me. He. <laughs> He toe-holded, heel hook, straight ankle lock, esteem lock, knee barred. I mean, that dude fucked me up in every goddamn way you could fuck somebody's foot up. And I don't know shit about foot locks. I've never even, I've never even seen a foot lock. I was like, what is this person doing to me? And uh, I mean, the steering wheel—that's yes, where, that's where I learned that wheel, shit yeah. from, from that dude. And I mean, he would just turn you over on your face and fuck you up. And I was like, God damn, what? How does how does this keep? I don't want to grapple with you no more. Where's that Josh kid at? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like this is not fun. Yeah. So I, I I had just started training with TC, and so I go back and I told TC, man, I went to this went to this place in Asheville, grapple with this guy Brad. He was like Brad who? I said Brad Hannah. He goes, what belt was Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I said. Uh, I said, well, he he was wearing a purple belt. He goes, that fucking sandbagger. <laughs> that dude was, he was a purple belt when, when I was a blue belt, you know? And I'm out here, I was like, whoo, don't I feel better now? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I mean, he was just, I mean, I mean, just mopping up with me. And I, you know, I wasn't a good blue belt, but I wasn't the worst blue belt ever. Oh, my goodness. And he fucked me up. I was like, God damn. And now, what? And it's funny because now me and Brad are friends, you know. Even though I'm not really allowed to go to their place anymore, but thanks, Brad. <laughs> what? What'd you do? What I do? I don't know what you did, but apparently, well, I don't. I can't speak. I can't say at Brad's place. I don't. I don't get the feeling, folks of our ilk are welcome at um, Steve Hall affiliate. Yes, <laughs> I don't get that feeling. Do you? Again, I ask, what'd you do, Brad? You You know what? You know what? You know it's funny. Uh, every time I have a conversation with Steve Hall, um, he is as nice to me as he can possibly be. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with Steve Hall. I think um, we – so this is kind of funny. It's such a stupid thing. But so I actually – I went um, – Brad invited me and some of the folks from Atlantic when I, when I was teaching there to a seminar that he was doing at uh, – at, at that same place and I went and I, and I learned some details about a triangle that I use to this very day so it was like very good instructions well well worth the money that's been six years ago so like I mean if you think about this if you retain something from a seminar six years ago it's probably worth the money whatever mm-hmm. it was yeah. wouldn't you say yeah um, and so uh, you know time passes and uh, I don't 
I think Brad had posted a video of a guy. And let me set it up. So in the video, there was this black guy. He had dreadlocks. He was wearing a, a, a Mizuno judo gi. Okay. A judo black belt. Okay. He was wearing Adidas sweatpants that had cargo pockets on them and three stripes down the side. Okay. And in the background of their gym, there were just a flag of every country. I mean, they were just, it was the most colorful thing I'd ever seen. In the in the corner, all around the gym, it was just flags of every nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, um, Brad had posted this video and it said, uh, hey, here, here's some stuff we're going to be working on tonight at Fight to Win Asheville or whatever. And, you know, me and Brad are buddies, so I was just kind of fucking with him. I was like, damn, looks like that dude needs some more flags in his gym. I mean, it's like literally all I said. <clears throat> and and we, we you know we were kind of busting balls back and forth, and I was like, man, I bet Hoist wouldn't approve of them uh, Adidas uh, cargo pants. You know, just LOL, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Steve comes back on. Uh, Steve comes on that post, and, he's, and he tags me. He's like, Jason Beber, uh, watch your mouth. That's my instructor. And I was like, Steve Hall, I simply made a statement about the flags in the background. And it is completely factual that that dude is definitely wearing Adidas cargo pants. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> like, these are not white gi pants, right. right? Like, this would not fly at your academy. Right. It wouldn't. I mean, because they have a very strict dress code, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then I got to thinking about it. And it just, it, it kind of ground on me that he thought, like, I wasn't being insulting. It was like, just... Ha ha. You know, I wasn't trying to talk shit about this dude. I don't know this dude. I don't know shit about him. And then I was like, Steve, Steve Hall, by the way, I thought you were a Hoist Gracie black belt. And that like created this whole fucking thing. <laughs> because if that's your instructor, then how are you a Hoist Gracie black belt? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, now, ba- back I'm up. I'm not insinuating that he is or is not. But what I'm trying to say is when, if I post, so you can go on my Instagram pro- profile. It says plainly, Jason Beber, trainer of dogs, you know, head instructor at Phoenix Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, brown belt under Derek T.C. Richardson, uh, uh, team Henzo Gracie, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like, like Henzo is not my instructor. Henzo, I, I've met two dozen times or right. whatever, right? But he's never promoted me. Right. And if he did, if Henzo... Like, when I got promoted to Purple Belt, TC was hoping that Henzo would come in so that he could give the belt to Henzo and Henzo could promote me. But would that make me a Henzo Gracie Purple Belt? No, of no. course not. Of course it wouldn't. No. Now, I ain't trying – I'm not going to – I'm not talking shit about Steve Hall. Like, he – I don't love the way he does things. And he, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So, so, so you're saying that – Steve Hall came on that post and said that the guy in the video was his instructor? Right. Yes, sir. And you said this was a black guy with dreads? Yeah, from Florida. I don't know. The You commented on there that, what was it, Hoist would not appreciate the flags? No, I did not say that. Oh, what did you say? I was like, those, you know, nice cargo pants, bro. Those hey. are definitely not, like, white gi approved or whatever. Said something about his cargo hey, pants. So he wasn't talking about the guy in the video. He was talking about no, no, no. whenever You're wrong. he made the comment. I was definitely talking about, I was I commenting know. about the gentleman in the video. Yes, but you were saying Hoist would not agree with those cargo pants. And then Steve said, that is my instructor. Yeah, Hoist no, was the that instructor. Guy oh, the person is in his the dreads. Instructor. Okay. Yes. Really? Right. But so, 
as I see, as I understand it. Now, I I could be totally wrong. I'm not trying to start no shit with Steve Hall. I don't even know that guy anymore. Mm. What I'm saying is like, it. Um, my I got the feeling that after that conversation, me and Steve weren't on good terms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't particularly care for my brand of humor or. Uh, mm. So we don't we don't talk anymore. So was the was the guy in the video was his name Charles? I think so. Maybe I don't know. I don't know his name. I wasn't like. Was he light skin? Was he a light skin? I thought. I think I remember him being kind of dark skin. Is what I thought. Really? <clears throat> it doesn't even matter. Like, who gives a fuck? Well, all, all I was trying to get at was like, that dude's definitely wearing cargo pants. Yeah. And if that's definitely your instructor, then like, I thought. I I thought. It seemed if there's a difference between. So it's odd how different uh, organizations. So okay, how about this? Yeah. Bread. Who are you a black belt under? Joe Hurst. Seems simple enough, right? What is your affiliation? Checkmate. Who gave you your last two stripes? Leo Vera. It's easy easy answers. Easy answers. Right. This seems easy, right? Very easy answers. So, like, ask me. Who, who, who are you under? Derek T.C. Richardson. And who gave you your belts? Derek mm-hmm. T.C. Richardson. He gave me my purple belt and my brown belt. Okay. And who are you affiliated with? Phoenix Jiu Jitsu. That's it. Okay. I don't I don't pay for a for an affiliation under under Henzo, Henzo Gracie. And I mean I th- I I literally thought when we started Team Phoenix, I thought it would be almost insulting to buy a uh, a Henzo affiliation because Henzo's not my instructor. Right. I mean it seemed like that would be like kinda like not uh, paying homage to like my instructor, right? You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, the difference is like Henzo is a person, and he is a team. Right. Kind of, I mean, Hoist Gracie is the same way. So Hoist Gracie is a person, and then there's Team Hoist Gracie, right? Right. So to me, not I don't. This has nothing to do with any of the fight to win affiliates. It's just a, a, a all encompassing in general. To me, I'm like, you know. Uh, it's easy for the layman to confuse those things. Right. You know, it's easy. Like, I mean, it is a fact that some people, some people think I'm because my profile picture is with me and Henzo that I'm like best friends with Henzo. It's not true at all. Like, I'm like, no, no. I mean, spent the night at the guy's house a couple of times and took a bunch of seminars from him and, you know, trained with him as often as I could. But like, you know, we're buddies would be the, the most you could right. call us. Right. But think about all the people in the world. Not, I mean, you know, doesn't matter who, like how many people like overstate their, their importance with a person to try to verify their. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, I mean, sometimes the waters do get murky. And from my understanding, that was one of the big issues with Joe Hurst, correct? Like he was with Gracie Baja for a while. And then he was with, uh, with Hubao. Yeah, but was that, was, that was short-lived. I don't know what yeah, was going on. Yeah, but I mean, back then, everything was kind of up in the air. You know, there's not a single local person around that wouldn't recognize Joe Hurst's black belt. You know, I mean, right. we've always done well, with the Well, actually, local there are people that would not recognize him as a black belt. I, I mean, mean, there like, definitely are. Are yeah. there not? There, there are people that, that like, consider that to be um, – there are purists in our sport that are, like – you, you, know, you, know, you know, and this is funny. 
don't point at me like that. It scares me. You know, I know. <laughs> I would be very, I'm glad he's not pointing at me. So, so on that belt checker yeah. thing, mm-hmm. did you read what that guy from uh, Open Source Jiu-Jitsu put on my – No. My uh, – Your profile? Yeah. I didn't. Didn't. I'm talking about Bobby? Yeah. What did he say? So he said, uh, and I quote, promoting instructor is a little suspect, but Michael runs Checkmat Charlotte. I don't, I, Bobby's a, I doubt that he would be in any way rude. He's like the nicest yeah. guy. Well, I'm going to ask him. Ask him, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he so seems to be a very level-headed he, dude. He, on mine, many times. you know, on mine, he, he said, uh, I don't hate this guy, and he's not the, the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, but she, he, so she she laughed, like. She is Rachel. Rachel's laying on the, right. on the couch. Right, right I know, <laughs> yeah. but she laughed. So is, is there like something there that I, I need to know about? Like I don't with, know. With what do you think that looks pretty bold for him to be So, yeah. it, so see, there you go. It does seem bold, yeah. right? Yes, it does seem bold. Yeah, it seems it seems very I, bold. I I would and, air. And actually, one of my or a couple of my students commented, sent <laughs> well, me sent me a message about knowing Bobby, that that, that, that was sort that that was sort of rude. Well, okay. So here's what I would say: knowing Bobby personally, and I do know him personally. Mm, yeah. I would say that that is, you know, he probably meant some sort of humor that you are not that you're not seeing or that, that maybe it didn't come out right. right He's like yeah. the nicest human being. I was about to say, knowing Bobby, I would take that in a joking fashion. I can't. I mean, honestly, like if I, it, you know, it, if I thought it were a kind of a dickhead thing, I'd be like, Brad, that, that dude trying to fucking talk shit about yeah. you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I know him and he was like, Oh, you know, kind of being a wise ass on my profile too. And we're, we're buddies. So right. it didn't bother me at all. Hmm. Right. But but he 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 moved here. Like what two thousand? I don't know. I don't I don't remember. I don't I don't have any background. Maybe no. we should have Bobby on the podcast to find out. Be a good guess. Should invite me. <laughs> After <laughs> we'll do a call in. <laughs> call in. Facebook. Live. Let me call Brad real quick. You know. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. may, 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 and, and again, you know what? Maybe it's uh. Yeah, it's it's not one of those things I wanted to get into on um on social media or because mm. I, I I feel like you know black belt to well black belt to school owner uh, mm. that's something probably should just because I'm just curious as to what what do you what do you uh, I know what he meant by it but I'm just curious as to what he knows about Joe Hurst. Oh, well, do you think, think he was – I don't think he was saying anything negative about Joe. I doubt that he even knows who Joe Hurst is. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Yeah. I, I, promoting I didn't instru- take it Promoting instructor seems – promoting instructor is suspect. He was probably like – like, Brad's a, Brad's a crazy person. He probably wasn't like, oh, you're, you're not you're, – your jiu-jitsu isn't good. He was, he was probably like, oh, LOL, right. he's, a, he's a wild man. That's my guess. Oh, uh, okay. I, I didn't take – you ain't even on this podcast. Shut up over there. What? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. Which, which is sort of my point. But my point is, you know, if you're Steve Hall and you say something like that, then that's one thing. But right. But who are you to comment something like that on a, especially on another black belt's profile who is not suspect? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I I think it was at the. It's my opinion, knowing Bobby 
as I do, and I do know him reasonably well, I've not known him to ever be anything other than he has very dry humor and he's a pretty nice guy. I've never he's always been really inviting to me. He's never been anything but pleasant. And and you and, and you know I, I made him at Tap Cancer Out, and I made him at your, at yeah, your, when he, uh, when we were here, the yeah. big ass jujitsu yeah. party, and yeah. and really really good guy. Yes, yeah, nice as you could be, right? So yeah. it sort of caught me off guard because I asked him if if he would verify my my profile, if he would vote me up, and if he had a problem with my lineage, then he should have just said no. No, I don't get the feeling he was saying. No, I don't. I doubt he even knows who Joe Hurst is. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, honestly, I think I, I think I only heard of him like maybe two and a half, three years ago. I don't think I who Bobby. Yeah. So I don't know if he is new to the area or if he just like no, they just opened moved up here. the academy. No, they moved here from well, somewhere yeah. else. They yeah. were they were both in the uh, yeah. Him and his him and I met him Amanda. and his wife. Yeah. At the, yeah. yeah. I met her at Tap Cancer Out, but I met Bobby <clears> at the uh, the big ass jujitsu party. The big ass jujitsu yeah. party. Yeah. <clears throat> when, when are we gonna do another one of those? Uh, hopefully this summer. I think we're planning on it. was planning on it for February, but we think uh, New York or North Carolina is still gonna be shut down. So we'll have to see how that goes. We don't want too many people traveling in and out. Need, need to come, do, need come do it at my place. Hmm. Need to come do it at my place. Not a bad idea. Well, we're not. Listen, it's in North Carolina, but we don't give a fuck. Well, so so <laughs> well, we don't either. But yeah, it's we, the traveling people coming. So in. we, as in Phoenix Jiu Jitsu, don't give a fuck either. Yeah. What I think. Um, so mostly we rescheduled because I wanted to. I wanted to have the maximum amount of people here. Yeah. And I don't really care about COVID, but. Um, that's that's not true. It's not not to say I don't care about it, but I I don't I'm not worried. You know, like you ain't worried. But what I wanted to do was have the the maximum amount of people attend, and you know it doesn't matter how much you think it doesn't affect. I mean, it definitely affects attendance at everything. So it's hard to it's hard to fucking plan anything right now. Right, like it just is. You know, so I'm we're kind of tentatively scheduling it for April, yeah. like mid April. Um, I've said this a couple of times on the podcast, but you, you may not know, uh, Phoenix has recently been accepted as like, um, I don't know, like, a an approved school for, um, we defy, which is a school that, uh, or which is an organization that helps veterans helps, uh, injured veterans find jujitsu. So basically like this, yeah, there was a flyer in my gym left with, with that with that on it yeah we defy what what, what what is that so we defy is a organization that pairs uh injured veteran athletes okay with uh we defy approved brazilian jiu-jitsu schools okay so com- could, but okay. it could be okay. could be any it doesn't have to be physically injured you know just Combat veterans that have been in, that have suffered from from war, basically. Okay. And so they they collect money and they pay for tuition and gis and private lessons and tournament funding and they just support jujitsu athletes that okay. are that have been wounded. And so we've been approved for them. And uh, <laughs> I don't give them the whole thing. What I tell you, you have to. <laughs> Daniel, why are you retarded? Keep talking. If I may, uh, I, I told you. What the? Jesus Christ. 
Let me see it. Give it over. Why are you terrible, Daniel? Why are you the worst? I mean, like, which one do you want? I know, I know. Bring the, bring the opener. I, uh, do I have? I don't have the opener. Anyway. So I'm, oh, I'm all about this we defy thing, man. Well, so the cool part is I, I, I didn't really. We do adopt a cop in my school. Well, I did that for four years, and I got yeah. very little participation. Yeah, we don't get any either. But I think we have two at our, uh, at our academy so far. Well, this we defy thing, basically they, um, they just they, – they pay for – uh, a wounded veteran to be in jujitsu. Keep talking. I will. Don't tell me. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> and so, um, when since they do that, uh, we our hope, our plan is to donate a hundred percent of the um, proceeds, proceeds yeah. to uh, to We Defy, as well as hopefully uh, adopt a couple athletes from them and such. Mm-hmm. And so, since we're gonna, we were worried about. Uh, Attendance seems like maybe in April would be better than February. Mm, definitely. I mean, we could even push it back to the summer if we need. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. As long That's as it's the cool this part year. about owning the venue, yeah, we can kind Do of schedule we <laughs> whenever we want to. Yeah, yeah, sure. but it probably would be a bad idea to reach out to the gyms we plan on inviting and see like what they think a good time for them would be, or you know, if they want to be a part of it, if they want to have I, a bigger role than a. If you're not going to be on the microphone, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <sighs> Welcome, My Rachel goodness. Tatum. Hi, Rachel Toehold Tatum! I still have my earbuds in. Well, get your earbuds mm. out. When bread comes back, you have to go. I will. I suggested having um, veteran instructors for the big ass And that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Do we know enough? Yes, we do. Okay. I'm already in the process. I, I was about to say, do I know you know some. enough? Yes. <clears throat> I yes, know we do. very few. So that'd be good. John Shell's a veteran. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm. You already talked to him and he said, yeah. I would love to have, I'd love to do a seminar with Shell. I literally early. talked to him two, thir- two Sundays ago and he mm-hmm. said, yeah, he'd do it. Awesome. That's awesome. It is pretty cool. <clears throat> Speaking of which, we're going to have him on the podcast. I think he'd be an excellent guest, too. Whenever he comes. He seems like he's him. down for whatever. Yeah, he's, he's I like totally John. Good. He's, he's nice. Good you got to see Red. if he can bring the Red's uh, back. wolf queen with him. Uh, that probably won't work out. <laughs> <laughs> have to have him on individually first. No, she's not such a big fan of Jason Bever. Oh, she's imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but she does like Rachel. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> huh? She doesn't. Yeah, well... Ah, everybody likes you. <laughs> she does like Rachel. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I will say this. Here's something funny about about our sport and culture. You better step lightly with this. If you're going where I think you're going. No, no, no. Okay. I can go where the fuck I want to go. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead. Let, let's see <laughs> what I want. No, no, let's, let's hear it. Let, Just because Brett's here, don't get all brave. Uh... Let, let's. Are you okay? Bro, it's a joke, man. Go on. No, 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 no. Let, 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 him, let him go with this. <laughs> like, I want to hear this, man. Now, here's what I would say. You know, there are there are plenty of people in this sport that don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there, I could oh, name there are, yeah. a dozen people I don't fucking I mean, like. There's lineages in this sport that don't like each other. I don't like some. I don't dislike somebody because True. of their lineage. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying oh, you personally. I'm just saying like in this sport. But as I'm a whole, talking about me personally. Yeah. Okay. So there are people that I just don't like. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Like I, they don't have. I don't. I don't go out of my way to try to get them to like me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It doesn't mean I don't respect them, though. You mm-hmm. know? Like, here's a good example. That Brad, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's real common knowledge that your student, Amber, and I are not fucking friends at all. Amber Aki. Okay. All right. Uh, he's he's like which Amber? Fucker, you only got one Amber. <laughs> well, no, I mean I've I've got Amber, Ashley, and okay. Amanda. All right. So I, I get the I get the A's confused. Them other two, they like me, but Amber okay. and I are not fans of each other. Okay. At all. All right. Eric, I'm 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 like totally cool with. Okay. Like just for whatever reason, Amber and I are not friends. But that don't mean like if Amber and Rachel are friends, I'm totally okay with that. I don't give a fuck. Right. And I would go even further that I respect Amber, Amber very much as an athlete and competitor. Like mm-hmm. I truly do. Like she is a, she is a dedicated young lady who is very skilled. Mm-hmm. Like I, we don't, we don't jive, but it's okay. Like I don't, I don't get up in her ship. She don't get up in mine no more. We leave each other alone. It's that simple. Right. I, if, if I go to a seminar at your place and she's there, I just smile and nod and I go to the other side of the room. I'm not trying to start no bullshit with her. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's, I don't, it's not important to me. Right. I think there's a level. Well, go ahead. Was, um, was you at the seminar when Nicole got promoted? Yeah. Was Amber there? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. You sure? I don't think she was. Okay. I didn't, I don't, right. I don't, I okay. don't specifically remember seeing her. Okay. All right. And again, I don't go out of my way to be like, oh, hey, Amber, you know. I like literally like nod and go on. I'm not, right. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But my point is this you don't have to be um, in, the, in the world that we live in, motherfuckers can put hands on you real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to be an asshole in this. Sport. Well, it's not hard to, but you better be able to back your bullshit yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. so, like, um, it ain't even like, like to me, I just have a level of respect for people who, who are, you know, it doesn't, they don't have to be competitors, but like, if you've made it to an upper belt, mm-hmm. man, good, bad, or indifferent, I'm probably like, man, that guy's, you know, congrats to that guy. Right. Man, I don't love Evan Arandondo, but like, I, I respect that dude very much. I mean, he's went on even since, uh, our match and he became a professional MMA fighter and he's training in uh, Arizona someplace Colorado someplace mm-hmm. right now we ain't best friends he was training at Henzo's while I was there two years ago we were like hey man what's up and that's that was all but I wasn't mad at that guy like mm-hmm. you know we could just move on with our lives really? like, did yeah. he look like he saw a ghost no 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 I mean I didn't to me it's Fuck you! Beat me like he beat the very best Jason Beber I could possibly have been on that day. That was probably the best performance I had put on in a year. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was in shape. I did my best. No one expected me to last that long. I had some good, some some good moments. I just fucking lost. So right. Fuck you gonna do about it? You still gonna be mad? Like how you gonna be mad? That guy beat you. He right. beat the best you that you could be. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your repercussions? You gonna get a bat? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> see you some, outside, bitch. Some brass knuckles or something. <laughs> yeah. like, what, what are you gonna do? You just I need to off. see you. <laughs> hit hit him with your car or something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm just saying. You gonna like, pull a big feel? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold up. There's a story uh, there. Did Big Feel hit somebody with a car? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, no. 
I mean, I might Boy, call Bigfield. Why are you so quiet? With, with <laughs> I, 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 I mean, now look, he he's he has hit people with 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 his knuckles, and See, that, they thought they got hit. Yeah, by a car. they thought they got hit by a car. But <laughs> how about Bigfield winning the fucking purple belt IBJJF World Championship? World Championship. God damn! Woo, Bigfield. <laughs> Man, let, let this me, dude. Let me tell you. Wait, wait, wait. How's that was recently, right? How's yeah. he still a purple belt? Me, uh, well, he had just no, gotten he his just purple got belt. his purple belt. So, so let me let me let me tell. There's a, there's a backstory to it. So, okay. uh, well, let me let me backstory the backstory. I didn't even know that Phil could grapple, much less ever seen this fucker oh, in a God, in oh, pajamas. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he he. he, he, he well, I mean, he's been doing it ever Phil, since you've been. He can, in be, he can do anything. Right? Yeah, Phil, Phil Phil has been grappling, though he did not like to grapple in the gi. He's been grappling since. I was with Renegade, and I pro- I promoted him to blue belt in like. So I mean, is this like some sandbagging stuff going on here, Red? No, like, well, is this something you've been uh, well, no. pounding Bever about? Well, no, because <laughs> it's not brown bagging. He's just like a well, purple belt with twenty years experience. Well, no, no, no. Well, that's a, it's two, that was two thousand eleven. So okay, but I promoted him to blue belt in two thousand fourteen, hmm. and then. We split up in 2016, and then we just got back together last year, 2019. Right. And and he he gets on the mat off and on, yeah. Uh, but he said he wanted to do one. Said he wanted to do the what he was said he wanted to do was Pan Ams. He wanted hmm. to do the Pan Ams um, like the month before in November. Hmm. Well, we couldn't get his registration filled out in time because registration got closed. Because we had to get his blue belt certified. He'd never had his blue belt certified with the IBJJF. So, um, oh, shit. so Paul Ryan, I asked Paul to come down to. Uh, does to, that dude hate me, or does he just hate everybody? No. Oh, wait, wait, hold, hold who's Paul Ryan? Uh, Rock Hill BJJ. Okay. So, so Paul, I asked Paul to come down and and work with Big Phil because, you know, they're. They're not similar weight. They ain't nothing similar <laughs> yeah, about them. But 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 they're, but they're Paul's like like shorter than me. He might be. But they're like they're like they're like the same age. Well, no, no, he's actually about like two twenty two two thirty. Paul is. Yeah, Paul is. So Big Phil's got to be like two sixty two seventy something like that. Easy. He's so uh, giant. I asked Paul to come down and, and work with Phil because Paul knows how that that was upper like that blue belt like they play the game they play in Masters yeah. in the older Master Division, and so Paul was like, man. He could double gold easily if he if he if he listens to you. And I thought about it. and I said, man, you know what, dude? I was like, I sort of feel, I sort of feel, sort of shitty about Big Field going out there at Blue Belt. So I changed Field's registration to Purple Belt. Didn't even tell him. No, I didn't tell oh, him. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> God damn! I imagine showing up to a competition. I didn't tell him. And your no, instructor gives you a new you. belt. He is the epitome of fucking asshole. In every way, especially to Phil. Like, I don't understand how Phil has not killed him yet. I, I cannot comprehend. Are you, are you okay? Can, can you tell Can you tell the story about uh, Eddie's MMA fight in uh, Georgia? Of course you can. Yeah. Wait a minute, which part? About uh, in the when he was beating on his door and, you know, keeping him awake. And, all, like, when we were down in the lobby and stuff. Can you tell him about that? Uh, on whose door? Eddie's door? No, on Phil. Oh, on Big Phil's door? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, is it so, okay? Cause yeah, so all right. 
So Eddie Eddie goes down there and Eddie goes well okay so backstory Phil <laughs> me Phil and Eddie like we've been training for this thing for for months, months. and 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 Eddie months. you know it's Eddie's MMA de- debut yeah, not not mm-hmm. making excuses for Eddie but Eddie is a very cerebral like things have to make sense mm. and they have to be in order yeah and so Eddie went down there, and like he feels great, he feels absolutely phenomenal. Mm. But Eddie's never worked striking except with Phil. Mm. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but jiu-jitsu's not not MMA. Mm. Uh, he's a he's a he's a high level wrestler, college wrestler. Yeah. But wrestling's not MMA. It starts on your feet. Well, we get down there and. <laughs> All the cornermen have to take COVID tests. Yeah. We get down there and Phil fails his COVID test. Oh, shit. And I look at Eddie and, I, you know, I can I can say this now. I knew he was going to lose as soon as Phil failed his COVID test. Like, the only thing worse, the only thing that could have been worse than Phil failing his COVID test would have been me failing my COVID test. The only difference is Eddie would have been able to go – on autopilot, yeah, without me because he's a collegiate wrestler and a, a jujitsu black belt. Yeah, because he's a collegiate wrestler. Striking's and like black not his right, strong exactly. Yeah, yeah. And okay, but so let me let. I, would you stop and no, open this? I man. won't. I won't. <laughs> My God, <man>. so <laughs> what? So Make I went right. I yeah. went there, uh-huh. and um, Nicole's text me. She's like, "Oh my God." Uh, Eddie's all fucked up. Phil failed his COVID test, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And like. The three of them, this is why it's hard for me to, to put credence to COVID. Eddie and Brad and Phil drive five hours in a fucking car together. Mm. Bullshitting, laughing, talking just like we are now. Mm. The three of them go and take a fucking COVID test by some chick wearing a Band-Aid on her fucking hand and <laughs> lays the fucking swab down on the goddamn table and puts it in the fucking machine. The, out of three of them, Phil fails a COVID test. Mm. He feels fine. There ain't nothing. I mean, I, I'm standing, I'm like talking to Phil the day he, ta- he fails the fucking test. And I'm like, oh shit, you know? And uh, so we, I, me and Rachel, we show up to the hotel. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet, we're going to meet all of them in the lobby and have some drinks and whatnot. Kind of, kind of day before the show. And Brad, <laughs> Phil, look, Phil has come down from his room down to the lobby Bread's in rare form. He's like, bartender, get my man here something strong. Get him a double. Get him something strong. Bartender. Bartender. Come over here. I mean, he's fucking in rare form, right? Oh, my God. Well, here comes Phil moping around. I mean, Phil's a fucking giant. He's like 6'7 and 270. And he feels terrible about it. Yeah, and he feels feels terrible. But like no symptoms. None. You okay. can just look at yeah. this dude and go, that dude's having a bad day. Even if you didn't know Phil, yeah. he's fucking head down, moping around. It's like a goddamn, a giant Eeyore just walking <laughs> to the fucking bar, right? And and Brad just looks at him, Phil! <laughs> Big Phil! Phil, come over here! Come sit with us! <laughs> why, why are you sitting over there? Why are you wearing that mask, Phil? I mean, he's just, I mean, he just up in this dude shit every fucking second. 
And I'm like, God damn, Phil's going to come over here and just beat us all to death. <laughs> He's just going to kill us all. I'm just going to get killed because I know Brett. This is going to be a whole fucking thing. Hey, listen, guys. I, I listened to a little bit of y'all's Ricky Rainey <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and Ricky, Ricky, like, he, he held back so good <laughs> when it came to about me about me and Phil because mm. he could have told so many <laughs> stories and, and he sort of hinted at it he was like he's like yeah those two he's like those two go back and forth he's like I'm surprised Phil ain't killed Brad <laughs> he's like we are all surprised you're still alive <laughs> hey, every look, one of us hey look th- this is uh, I can't make this stuff up so Big Phil is without a shot of a doubt my favorite person to mess with. <laughs> he has to be. He like, to be. I can't get enough. You of have to be his favorite person. Because <laughs> otherwise, he would have fucking killed you by now. He would have literally just took you like a fucking spike and just pounded your little short ass into the fucking ground and then just been like, huh, 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 fuck that guy. Hey, look, look, man. It's it's all, it's all love. Look, Daniel, to see Phil and Brad standing next to each other, they don't even look mm. like like they're in the same. They're not they're not humans. Not together, same species. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. like fucking Phil is like he is a literal giant. Hey, so so check this out. So the the big gravy story. Oh god. So big gravy. Phil Phil hits me up and he's like, hey man. He's like, so did my stuff go through? And I was like, so. I said, what's your login to your IBJJF account? This dude did not tell you that. He did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and then, hold on. And then, so I go in. Did you ask him for his credit card information, too? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm wrong? like, dude, I was like, it didn't process your credit card information. I was like, uh, I was like, give me your credit card. And, uh, and, 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 and he, wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. Because hmm. he knows but, but, you. But he, but he would send me the, the cash app. So I, I said, hey, man, you need to cash at me, uh, you know, whatever the, the cost of the registration is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like 160 bucks. And, and he was like, oh, okay. And so then I was like, hey, dude, I was like, uh, I prom-, so I didn't tell him this until I promoted him at Open Map. <laughs> and I was like, oh, by the way, I was like, you're, I said, you're, you're signed up now. For purple belt. Why are you a terrible person, dude? It, well, look, at, it worked out great. Yeah, yeah. it worked out fantastic. In the end, it did. It what, what if it hadn't? Fa- what if he got just blowed out? What if there had been another big field there and just wrecked oh, him? Yeah. And then, and then you, I, do you okay. think he would have killed you? What? What? What is? What is the likelihood that it there to, is? It has to be Brock Lesnar. What is there? What is the likelihood? <laughs> That there is a fifty-one-year-old, six-foot-five, two hundred and seventy-pound human with that skill set in striking, wrestling, and his knowledge of submission. I mean, what's the chances? Very this little. dude's fifty-one, and he still puts up with all that shit. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, oh, gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he must look at you as Nicole like his said the same brother. thing. Nicole was like, "He's gonna kill you." Oh, listen, she and I have whole conversations about why you're still alive. We're like, "How is this man still alive? How is how is Big Field not just just left hooked him into the fucking third row and killed him? Like, why does he still have his head? 
Can someone explain this to me? Because if I sit, listen, when I see Big Phil, I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. How you doing today, sir? Good to see Let you. Let me tell you what I did to Phil one time. So, and actually, this was this was Ricky Rainey's trip up to Pennsylvania. Nine hours. Yeah. Nine hours to Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I wouldn't ride in the car with you. <laughs> <laughs> Around the block is all I got. Man, we go out to dinner about listen, once a month. And I'm like, that's listen, enough. <laughs> listen, that's enough. From the time we got into the vehicle, I played country music all the way to Pennsylvania. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Well, of course you don't. <laughs> you may not, but Big Phil, <laughs> Big Gravy, sees everything wrong with it. Now, that goes to show you two things. That shows you how much to the 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 reaches I will go to mess with him, <laughs> and and it shows you how much I'm willing to sacrifice because I don't like country music either. <laughs> no, well, actually, no. Wait a minute. You know what it was? Wait a minute. It wasn't country music. It was Spanish music. <laughs> You know what else you don't value? Your life. If that dude ever just lets go, you're dead. You're just going to die. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with giving your life? It's worth it. <laughs> it is. It is. I can honestly sit here and I can say. Believe you, I believe you think that. I can honestly sit here and tell you that the moments that I have with Big Gravy are worth him killing me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna flip the script because I got I, we're we're going we're we're coming up on the three hour mark and I, I what need, you got? I we're need coming you. up on the two twenty five mark, by the way. Okay, what you got? That's pretty close to fucking three, you asshole. Nah, not really. In five minutes, That's it's right. going to be closer to three than two. Do we agree? What a dick! You Go see on. what happens to me? What you got? <clears throat> so, I'm interested in. I'm kind of skipping some stuff that I had in notes because you okay, tell well, you tell long ass stories. You tell longer stories than I do. <laughs> okay, good. And I ain't even interrupted you all that much. I want to know more about... So, you have a very specific and and just really skilled coaching ability. Now, I'm what I mean is not, not coaching in the room, which is also good. I mean, you know, I've been to many of your practices. You've, you've been here for seminars. I've come to your gym many times. Where the thing that you, the thing that you do best, in my opinion, it's only my opinion, is that when you're when you're standing on the sidelines or when you're in the corner, like you are, one of the best coaches I've ever known in my entire life. Like I, I strive to coach as good as you. I literally, I take my coaching strategy from you, personally, and I think to myself like, how did you get good at this? What First, describe to our listeners what your coaching strategy is, and then, like, how did you become good at this? Because coaching is a very separate skill than teaching or competing or uh, training. Right. Right? It is a very separate skill. Right. And it's a skill that, like, Eddie doesn't have that skill. No. He's working on it. Right. right? Nicole just don't have that skill. That shit's out. No, not at all. <laughs> Kenny couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag. No. He'll tear your fucking legs yeah. off, but he ain't coaching nobody to do anything. <laughs> right. Um, how did you be, how did you get to tell the, tell the listeners about your coaching strategy and how did you become a good coach? All right. So the, 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 
one of the main reasons that, because I've asked myself the same questions, one of the main things that I've looked back over the years, and I said to myself, man, how did I get to this point to where I'm just a, I'm, I'm, I'm a good coach. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I admit that. Like, uh, Jeremy Arell, great teacher. Yes. Great teacher. Man, I just, I can't say enough about Jeremy Arell as a teacher. Steve Hall, great clinician. Yes. Uh, if, if you've Very. ever been to a Steve Hall seminar, if you can, if you're ever blessed to, to, because he doesn't do, he doesn't do them very often, but. Well, it, he does them often, but only for the only fight for, to win. For, for his fight right. to win students. Yeah. 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 He yeah. is an amazing. He really is. Clinician. Okay. Um, Leo Vera, Le- Leo Vera, phenomenal organizer. Yeah. And phenomenal mentor. Yeah. Just, just great. For, for, um, Chico, Chico, him and Chico, yeah. The, the couple of times I've been able to yeah. hang out with both of them, which thank you by the way, is what a crazy sport. I like hang out with like world champions and shit. You know, you we go, go to yeah, dinner sure. and have beers after. But yeah. like, their seminars were were great. Were great. great. I, I great. truly enjoyed just, them. Just great, yeah. great con- conceptual theories. Uh, it, it's just it's amazing. Uh, Bachecha, phenomenal competitor. Hmm. But the reality is. Uh, a lot of people miss the mark as a coach. True. In, mm-hmm. um, in fact, I, I I was privy. I got to stand next to somebody. I'm not going to mention their name. Who's a world class competitor. Uh, owns a owns a very famous jujitsu gym, and one of his students, purple belt, uh, was competing on the mat. And I was like, man, I'm going to stand up here next to this guy, and you know see what you know see what he says see what see how 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 he goes just a terrible coach just terrible one just, of those guys that goes up 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 i'm awful. like yeah, what the fuck that's awful. not instruction <laughs> like of course we're going to try to get this, up this guy, Shut up. this guy was awful and uh, and you know i i can say he's awful because um the position that the that the athlete was in for the majority of the match was half guard which is one of my specialties and so i wanted to see hey man What's this guy gonna say? It was total fubu. But anyways, um, I look back on 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 my history because I had to go back to my, go back into my roots, and um, I can honestly say that the thing that made me a phenomenal coach is I was blessed with great coaches. I'm talking about from the very beginning in every sport that that I took part in. Uh, rather, it was John Sanderson as a wrestling coach who, you know, uh, coached, you know, Cary High School and Tuscola, you know, just great in the practice room and a phenomenal, such an intense coach at the mat side. I can't say enough about that, but at the same time, he always knew when to tone it back, and not just not just when the athlete did what was right, but when he was disappointed with the athlete. Like that 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 in itself is huge. That that psychological connection with with the athlete. Carol Wright, uh, one of the winningest football coaches in the history state of North Carolina. Norman Osteen. Norman Osteen has developed, you know, in the state of North Carolina, 
state champions are rare, but all Americans are even more rare. Right. And, you know, I was able to do what, what I consider an apprenticeship under Norman Osteen with strong and courageous wrestling for years. Uh, and I, I was able to sit there and listen to that man give his Greco knowledge and, and be able to sit there at Matt's side with him and, and listen to him literally walk athletes to victory. And, and, and not just athletes, but you got to remember in club wrestling, it's they're athletes from different schools. So each athlete had a different style of wrestling. Does that make sense? Sure. And uh, one thing, you know, I picked up from him was, you know, you have to be able to adapt and adapt your coaching style to that athlete. So when you ask me what my coaching style is, my coaching style is whatever the athlete does well, I'm going to force that that into the opponent and make them deal with what the athlete brings. And on top of that, I'm going to really, 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 if I, if I can get my hands on the athlete, they're going to have a gas tank that is just absolutely 110%. If they do what I tell them to do, okay, they're going to have a gas tank that, that can just go and go and go and go and go. Going back to the coaches, Jeremy Arell, you know, Joe Hurst was, was one of the guys. You know, the, one of the things I got from Joe was, you know, Joe was really big about pressure. Pressure, 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 pressure. And more pressure. Well, they didn't call him the rhino for nothing. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and rather, that pressure was, you know, you know, when I looked at, for example, with, with, with Joe Hurst, and I took what he gave me, but then I thought about it, and I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, Dingo is totally opposite of me. And then that's sort of where I went back to, well, you know, Dingo's got those swivel hips and can really throw those arm bars up. And, you know, when you listen to Joe coach him, you know, you realize that there's some things that just have to be adjusted and, 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 and make an adaptation to. But, um, I mean, I, man, I, I appreciate the compliment. Well, I, it, so it's got kind of funny. Um, today, just on a whim, I was, I thought I would document my, um, uh, my wins and losses in competition and how I won or how I lost just in the uh, just in the competitions that I have video evidence of. Yeah. So there's a lot of times I competed. I had a lot of matches that I just don't have video of. But I have video of a lot of them, like yeah. probably 40, right? So, and I was just, I don't know, I was just, I, I don't know why I just thought about this. I was like, oh, let me, let me, there may be a pattern in here. There may be a thing that I'm that I'm good at, or a, a way that I continuously lose. Or you know, you might be able to extrapolate some information from that. <clears throat> and while I was watching all these videos, I hear your voice, like in most of the videos. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I need an underhook on the right side. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. I'll get an underhook. You know, and you can just see it. It's like you're playing a video game with me. Yeah. And my students, Daniel included, often. Uh, marvel at the fact that I do the same thing. I'm like, hey, you need, I need you to do something with your left hand. Let's get a grip. Let's, yeah. you know. And so, uh, it's more than a compliment. It's actually like a, like an observation that because I mean, literally today I was reviewing competition footage and I can hear your voice like telling me what to do, and then you see me do it, and yeah. and, and the same with my students. Yeah. So it's really, um, 
How many times you go to... Uh, here's something funny. In those same videos, if you listen to it in the background, you can hear very high-level black belts locally coaching their students going, get up, 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 get up. Get on <laughs> yeah. top, on top, on top, on top. They like have no... right. Like take your right hand to do this and your left hand to do that. Yep. They just like. Well, I mean, it's going different for student student too. You know, some students just need to hear that. They already know what to do to get. I'm out. going to disagree. I don't care what kind of student you are. They don't need to hear. Uh, get up. Well, some people just want to be motivated. Well, you know those I mean? people uh, need it a just, cheerleader. It's yeah, basically, some people just need cheerleader. They're they got their game set. Think the, about the, the, uh, one, the one thing I can tell you is this, Daniel. Repetition yeah. builds muscle memory, and your oh, and your and, and your yeah. brain is a muscle. Mm. Your, your 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 brain no, is I a muscle. No, I understand. And, and and when you can continuously hear your coach giving details, mm. at some point, obviously, when when the athlete first starts off, and I, I man, I was an athlete. I remember I remember the headgear when I was a little kid. And, and get headgear in your face, man. I, I remember, I remember the the ringing, the crowd, you know, and you come off and you get in a scramble and just, and your lungs are burning, and everybody's just, and that's what it sounded like. But then, over the years, you start to tune in to a voice. Yeah. Well, the reality of the situation is this. You can tune into the you can tune into the voice so you can hear the but you'll hear your coach's mm. voice over at the side. Man, and, I, and and I remember John Sanderson giving details put the arm on the back, put the put the knee on the in the small of the elbow. No, not the not the top of the not the top of the 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 deltoid, put it in the elbow, put it in the elbow. Get the claw underneath. Get the claw underneath. Reach underneath. No, to the back of the neck. To the back of the neck. No, don't do that. Blah blah blah. And and <laughs> and, and then I I just remember, subconsciously, time would slow down. Yeah. And every one of my students, from the if they allow me, when they start at white belt, I coach all of them the same. I give mm. details, 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 details. And every one of them comes over to the side at white belt, and they say, man, I just couldn't. I, I, I could hear you, but, man, I just couldn't. And I say, hey, man, don't worry. You'll you'll get it next time. Yeah. And and some athletes, you know, things start to slow down for them. Mm. Other athletes, if they if, if they compete, if, if, if they have big, big gaps in the time they compete, okay? For example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on somebody uh, – well, no, I'm not going to pick on anybody. So, so pick you, on them, Brad. So, well, you, you you take somebody like um, take somebody like uh, well, I, I'll give it to you like Nicole. Nicole co- Nicole competed often, mm. and every weekend for like yeah, years for for years she competed often, and every, every time you know Nicole subconsciously or whatever, she'll operate. By my voice, mm. just she, she'll just she'll just do it naturally. Uh, Jillian Chalk is getting to that point. Yeah. Dan I, Schnitzler is is getting to that point. Uh, but then you take you know some other athletes, you know you you'll take like a uh, 
uh, like a well, let's say a, some one of my favorite students, Dasani, Dasani Johansson, who's who's man, this this kid's gonna it, be Dasani's uh, Mike Duker's yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. So Mike uh, Dukers is one of our students at Phoenix yes. Jiu-Jitsu, and Dasani is his nephew who trains with Michael Allen at Check Matt Charlotte. Check Matt Charlotte. That's pretty funny, huh? Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's gonna, he's gonna, man. This this kid's gonna. He's pretty good. Huh? Listen, I told I, I told Dukers you, I was like, let, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Mm. This kid, yeah, is gonna be the next big thing. No shit. How old is he? <laughs> I don't he's know. Twenty two. He's like twenty twenty one, twenty two. He's going to be. He is going to be. I rolled with him today. He's going to be the next big thing. That, my friend, mm-hmm. is not a prediction. That is a spoiler. <laughs> no shit. Well, Promise so, you. So, yeah. I want to tell you. So, uh, the first, the first memory I have of you, and I didn't even realize that it was you. We we talked about this the first time you came to Atlantic. Yeah, uh, that's a whole different story. We should tell that. Um, so, uh, James, what was big ass James with the? With oh god, yeah. Beaven, James Beaven, yeah. and myself went to a tournament, a Newbury, and I didn't know shit. And James was he knew even less, but he was a giant. He was so very he, violent. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was a blue belt. I actually won. I won the Nogi division and played second in the Gi division that day, which was fucking unheard of like I can't imagine that that happened but that's what I did and uh, it must be some terrible blue belt showed up that day or something I don't know and so uh, I'm coaching James and Brad is coaching one of his athletes against James he's sitting on the other side of the thing right and so Brad I don't know nothing about coaching a motherfucker but I can hear Brad get on his left arm get on his left arm and I'm like hey Watch your left arm, James. <laughs> that was like it was like my whole coaching strategy. Whatever Brad yeah. said, I said do the opposite. I yeah. mean, and my only goal was to be louder, which is impossible. You can't mm. be louder than Brad. Yeah. And my my strategy was to tell about the opposite of whatever Brad was doing. Oh, of course, yeah. <clears throat> coaching, yeah, coaching by by opposition, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, there was this there come this point in, in the match where uh, Brad literally he stops screaming and he pokes his head like past the TV screen and looks down at me like you motherfucker. And I was just like, whatever, man, I don't know. I'm just doing my best over here. You know, I didn't even know it was insulting, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, watch your left arm. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Brad said, I was just going to say the opposite. And I think James lost. Uh, I don't, it might've been the match before that where James like legit, like crippled a kid, sent the guy to the hospital. Yeah. Over a fucking that. With James, he like he had a couple MMA fights before he came to us, right? No, he had one MMA oh, fight one? Oh, and he lost okay. it terribly. Um, he was he was a real typical case of like a really good, a really a, he, the dude had a lot of potential and mm. he was just lazy as fuck. Like just like, yeah. Do you remember that, Brad? Where where I would just coach the opposite of whatever whatever Brad said. I just said the opposite. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was crazy. When uh, look, frustrating. When he, frustrating. He, he, this is what he did. Like the, the, the table was here. He went and looked down at me like, I'll fucking come down there and kill you. I was like, well, I don't know why. But. It's crazy because nobody had ever thought of that. <laughs> That's the first time? It was the first and only time. Man, I didn't first know. First and only time. It's the first and only time. I was like. Other people were good coaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't know. Any, I, I don't know anything, but I know that like whatever you want your athlete to do is not what 
what's good for my athlete, yeah, right? Exactly. So I was like, well, fuck it. I just said, don't do, don't do that. You know, mm. do the opposite. Hey, man, is it not cool about Nicole? In which I, way? I was about to say <laughs> about the uh, uh, black belt. About her. About her getting a black belt. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, fucking it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. It'd be cool for that's anybody, pretty, right? I mean, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I was there. It was pretty, pretty cool. That's, that's, that's pretty Were you there? Do you remember it? Uh, <laughs> I have memories. I have memories. I have, some, I have some small memories. Well, it was pretty cool. Well, the funniest part was where Brad was like, man, I don't know if I should do this, and he's got a black belt out, and he's done called Nicole's name. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I feel like you should know. Yeah, you should like, probably if you give her a black belt, you yeah. should probably know. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I threw did I, did I throw her off with no. Regina? Yes, yes, you definitely did. You definitely threw her off with, with Regina. So uh-huh. he promoted his wife to blue belt the same day. Yeah. Uh-oh. Like right before Nicole, which is the whole point of getting like all the girls there. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty, pretty, pretty slick. Well, back, back to the coaching part. I want you to know that, like, it's it, it's kind of odd. So, you, uh, how do I say this? I, I had it worked out in my head that I was going to say it earlier, and then you had to go pee. Why'd you got to fuck me up like that? You are certainly one of my teachers, very much one of my coaches, I have learned a shit ton of stuff from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even when, uh, I, I think one of the biggest coaching attributes you have is the, you have this voice that like pierces. So I have to yell very loudly and I, I'm not always successful for an athlete to hear me. The tone and the pitch of your voice is truly, I mean, I can hear it anywhere. I, I can be watching a video of me competing. I can hear you like three mats away competing. And, and imagine in MMA because Phil has a equally is it imposing I, I imagine imp- Phil. imposing voice. I could yeah. and I've never heard Phil in, coach in, but. in striking. He it, with with striking. Uh, and man, dude, we, we work like yin and yang. Like it's it's awesome. Like we're we're like cheek and chong together. Like when we're when when one of our athletes is standing up. It's Phil. Well, Daniel, as soon as they go to the clinch, it's both of us. And when it goes to the ground, it's me. Daniel was talking about taking an MMA fight. You should, we should get no, you guys together no, no. and you should coach no, him. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but one thing I will say is no, no. Look at him that's, just fucking. Not nah, not but whenever we were at the Toro Cup, you know, I was coaching Beber and – you were giving much better information. I was right beside you. I was like, cool, I thought it was really I'm cool. I'm just going to let him handle this. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to do with it. But literally, I was sitting there thinking, he can't fucking hear you. Like, you're whispering on the mat. No, I heard um, every single yeah, word. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You said you had zero issue with it. Whenever I'm sitting there, I'm literally holding the camera trying to coach you. And then I noticed Brad was coaching you beside me. I was like, oh, I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> like, there's no point in me doing this. I'm like, man, he's like whispering. Like, I don't think Bear can hear anything clear. he can say. No, it's just the pitch yeah. of your like the, 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 the And it was like bullet points. Yeah. Like you weren't actually talking to him, you were just saying stuff and you can see Bebber. Well that's what it. I need. I don't need yeah. a yeah. Yeah. You, know. you don't need a conversation. No. You just need like the bullet points basically. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and and you know yeah. what? I, I coach I coach you the same way that I coach Nicole. <laughs> 
I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But because 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 both of you are similar. Like like I, I don't I don't need like it morphs from details to concepts. Yeah. Well, you know that, that I know I need a cross face and an underhook right. and a shoulder of justice and a, a hip yeah. on hip and like now we need. Like these are things that I'm, you know, by this point in the game, I probably, should, if I don't know those things, I deserve whatever the fuck happens to me. Yeah. You know that I need like these other things, like the the next step. Right. And man, I it's amazing. You, you are an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. You're also an interesting referee. <laughs> you Dude, yelled at two of my students. I hate freaking referees. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I cannot stand. So how okay wait how, no, 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 how we mad on this. how mad were you at Liam when he started back talking to you? So I thought at it was Liam, Jameson. No, listen, it was twice. It was twice in the same day. Okay, listen, we'll talk, we'll talk about Liam first because he was the least amount of bullshit, <laughs> the, the least amount of trouble. How, no, how no, mad no, were no, you at no, Liam? No, no, no. Let, let, let me let me say something. And man, I feel I, I don't feel bad about a lot of stuff, but I feel terrible. I felt terrible going off on Liam. After I thought about it, I was like, "Man, I really should not have done that." Like I, like I, I, I owe that dude, a, I owe that dude a, a private, and I owe that dude an apology. Okay, I got to hear what happened. Uh, on this one. I didn't because, hear about the and, Liam and, situation. And what, what happened was it was a culmination. <laughs> it was a culmination. So Jameson had done some dumb shit like right before. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it wasn't just Jameson. It, it was it was it was the entire. Day. Your your uh your table worker did not speak any English. God. At all. <laughs> she was like a seventy year old Spanish lady Dude. that spoke zero oh zero God. English. Like, zero. What was None. going on? That was crazy, right? Yes. That was crazy. Okay, okay. Y'all are y'all are talking ahead of yourselves. What happened in the match? So okay. like, what caused the controversy? Let me set it up. Let me set it up. So we went to the last um grappling industries that was in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. When was that? October maybe? Maybe. I think, I think yeah. it was October. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because I won one and lost one against mm-hmm. Dan. And there was, like, some other shit going on. But yeah. anyway, so, uh, Brad worked all day. And his table worker, so his table worker was from wherever the, she came with the promotion. Mm-hmm. And she was, she spoke zero English. Zero. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ask her anything. You couldn't tell her anything. She didn't, she did not speak any English. She was the organizer's mom. Yeah. And the so I couldn't go off on her. And the organizer was kind of a dickhead too, right? I mean, like, he yes. was not a real, he was just a not cool guy to be mm-hmm. around. Like, I walked, a, I walked in front <laughs> you of walked him in, You walked in front. With my shoes, with my sh- shoes off. And he was like, stop walking in front of the fucking, and I was like, hey, motherfucker, yelling at me ain't going to work. I'm not with that shit, you know? Well, and the, but, but, but the guy, bef- the, the guy <laughs> at, like, right before you had walked in front of him. I and didn't then, know none then, of that. And then here you come. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. You know, I got fucking 15 students competing and two matches at a time. Sometimes three. I'm. I'm. What? What, what difference does it make if I walk in front of you? He. He ain't judging. He ain't doing shit. Right. He, he, it was more like, this is my territory. You'll do what I say. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, you won't. I'm not going to. I'll fuck you mm-hmm. up, or at least we're going to find out. You yeah. know, like, you, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not somebody's fucking potato chip chip eating dad. Like I'll grab a hold yeah, of you. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Now he might have fucked me up. I don't know. But I'm just saying. I was like, that, that ain't. Gonna, that's not how I play this shit. Gotcha. You don't. You don't just yell at me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that lady was his mom. Yes. Right. 
he seemed like he was like probably from Brooklyn or some like someplace where it's totally okay to just yell at people and, yes. and everybody's like, oh, yes. okay, whatever. Down here, that shit ain't that's not how we do it. You know? So Liam, so Liam, so Liam <clears throat> caught Nick in a in a guillotine. One of my students <clears throat> in a submission. It's guillotine. It's a it's guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, just no arm. They got just a straight guillotine. Yeah, mm. and so and they rolled partially off the mat. And the, the, the ruling is, because I'm you got to remember, I'm, I'm running through all, I'm rolling through the Rolodex of rules here. Yeah. IBJJF, Grappling Industries, New Breed, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Like pain in the ass. Yeah. So. It, just so you know, you were right. Right. Like, that was the right call. Yeah, it was the right call. That, according to the rules, you, you did the right thing. Yeah. So, I, I think it was like, there was three quarters of their body outside of the, the line. Yeah. Is what I think it was. And so. We come, we bring them back in, and I give Liam. Well, so let me, let me, so I'm sitting on the sidelines coaching. Here's what, so Brad stops them because they're like almost underneath the score table. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, Nick was in trouble. I mean, it was like a yeah. dangerous spot. Right. And uh, I like Nick too. You know, Nick's my buddy as well. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's, it's really odd competing and coaching against people that I like to grapple with, which are his right. students, you know, but yeah. whatever. So, you know, Liam's a passionate guy. And so uh, when Brad stopped him, Liam's like, oh, come on. Like, he's fucking pissed because he's trying to get this dude's neck, right? Yeah. He don't give a fuck about rolling out of bounds. Yeah, whether we're friends shit, yeah. or any of that shit, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> you know, he don't care about that. He's trying to get this dude. And so uh, he thinks Brad's just going to stand him back up. But the rule is you give him two points. Like, the person who's has the submission applied gets the points. Right. <clears throat> well, before Brad gets an opportunity to award the points, Liam's fucking pissed. And, you know, you know he's Liam, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a passionate guy. And so he starts getting pissed, and then Brad starts getting pissed, and, and now everybody's looking at me. I'm like, hey, 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 you shut the fuck up. You are the referee. Like, whatever you say goes. Liam, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> shut up. You're going to get kicked out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you want a chance at winning or do you want to fucking go home? Like, this, right. like I can't help it. It's not – listen, even if you if you had been in the wrong, at the time I was kind of like, man, goddamn, you know. But, like, I went back and read the rules. Like, it was the yeah. right call. Even if you had been in the wrong – you're the referee. We can't argue with you. Right. It's not the it's not the venue to argue that. Right. I mean, I'll just be like, man, better shake that motherfucker's hand and we we go on back. And so fix so it, hold know? on. So earlier in the day, <laughs> this was the one that set him off. <laughs> so er, so earlier earlier in the day, Jameson, God bless him. Jameson get is like losing. Mm-hmm. Horrendously to one of my guys. So he he's down like probably twelve points. Well, we had like a ridiculously yeah. long match. Yeah. Too, no, 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 right? no, 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 no. There, 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 there were times. No. Okay. So like, he's he's way down. Yeah, he's he's, way he's down. down like twelve points. Well, he he, he catches one of them, he catches my my guy in, in a, a arm drag a, and just snatches his back. and just snatches his back. Hmm. And he looks at, he looks at my guy and he's like, just tap, just tap. Just tap. So I couldn't. Tap. I couldn't hear none of this because I'm I'm on the sidelines and they're they're like as far away from me. So in, he got in the a ring. arm drag, the back take, and started choking him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So you mean listen? Sidebar here for those of you who don't know Jamo, he's an odd dude. But let me tell you, 
that dude gets on your back, it's a fucking problem. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. if he gets if he gets on your back, I mean, he got on my back the other day and fucking choked the shit out of me. I was like, God yeah. damn, this is not cool, right? Yeah. Like J Mo's choking me. He is a specialist. He is very good at this one thing. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm sure you noticed that particular day, I mean, he's got two blown ACLs. Like he holds his legs together with fucking athletic tape. Yeah. Yeah. So he would walk up and touch hands and then just basically go down to one knee like he was proposing. Like he couldn't mm. wrestle at all. He no. couldn't do anything. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just going to try to get to their back. It's like his only strategy. Mm. So he was way down. He gets to, I don't even know which one of your students it was, but it's Troy. He gets to Troy's Troy. back. And instead of just choking the shit out of him, which he which he eventually did. I mean, it's not. I, yeah. I'm not talking shit about Troy. I'm saying like, like what, just do that. Instead, mm-hmm. he starts having a conversation with Troy about choking him, <laughs> but I couldn't hear it or see it because I was like, <laughs> you know, 15 feet away and it's yeah. loud and whatnot. So continue. So I'm literally, literally, <laughs> looking at this dude, and I'm like. What the hell is going on here? Like this is this is insane. And Troy's not tapping. That's the other thing. Oh god. Like Troy is not like he's Is he like mounting an escape or no, is he no, just, he's like, just no. waiting to get choked unconscious? Oh, so he's like, just, he's like, just like getting, grinding it out. No, I mean literally J Mo has a fucking straight out rear naked choke. He's gonna like yeah, he's not just, coming off. Troy's of just waiting yeah. to go out. Oh god. And I'm like <laughs> You know, what's going on? And so I break them and like, I I think I broke them and like J-Mo is like on his knees or something. Yeah. Which I know now. Yeah. He was just, he was just being weird because he was injured, right? He he was just like, he's got zero knees, man. Distant look. He can't push people. He wasn't paying attention and he was, he was, he was as odd as he could be that particular day. And if yeah. you know J-Mo, he's pretty yeah. odd, right? Yeah. And so, so you broke him and... And Brad stands up and starts screaming at me about <laughs> J-Mo. He's like, Bever, you better get your boy. I'm like, what? I don't... Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll get him. What, what are we getting him for? Like, what do you want? <laughs> him and, and, and he's like, that fucking talking to your opponent ain't gonna fucking work with me. He's like yelling at him. I'm like, shit, I don't even know what's going on. Like, what's what? What's going on? Tell me. <laughs> J-Mo's like, I'm going to go apologize to him, coach. I'm like, no, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Don't talk to that man. Please, God. We get us all kicked out. Like, stay over here. Come here. I'm going to I'm gonna go apologize. I'm like, no, stop. Come over here. I'm going to go apologize to that guy, coach. I'm like, no, don't. Please, God, don't apologize to him. Just leave him alone. He'll be fine. Like, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Well, before that, before that, <laughs> This girl from Rock Hill BJJ, which I'm not going to say her name because there's some drama going on with it. Uh, she's cornering this other girl from Rock Hill BJJ. And mm. the girl's going against Jillian Chalk. Mm. One, one of his blue belts. Yeah. One of my blue belts. And uh, they sit, they sit, double guard sit. <laughs> Dude, I don't know nothing about no damn double guard set. All I know is, I tell you what. The double dookie guard? You got, I, I, I know that the referee looks at his watch. Yeah. And and when when I look at my watch, they have 20 seconds for somebody to do something. To, Were you even aware of the watch? 
No, I'm just looking at I'm looking at my wrist. Like I, I, I'm counting the time. One Mississippi, I, two Mississippi. No, I'm I'm serious. That's the rule in IBJJF. Yeah. That's the rule because there's no rule in grappling industries for for double guard set. There is no rule. And, and they that told and, and they yeah. told us you just do IBJJF rules, and that's how I'm I'm like with him with Liam. I'm rolling through my Rolodex. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm rolling through my Rolodex. Does it apply grappling industries or is it refer to IBJJF? So. I look at my wrist, and she sees me look at my wrist clearly, and uh, the girl comes up for an advantage. Mm. Well, this whole thing, it goes and goes and goes, and then Jill wins by uh, two points or something. And the, the girl comes over to me and she's she's literally like she's a little you know she's a little special okay well she's real i know exactly who you're talking about it, she's um she's kind of like a darling of the jiu-jitsu community she's like a very yeah she competes everywhere all the time she's the yeah. i don't know she's like the two-time pan champion yeah. whatever you know and so like you know she when she goes someplace she's special yeah so she calls me over she calls me over after the match is over hmm. and she's wanting to argue with me about something five minutes before at the beginning of the match with the double guard pull. And I, I'm literally like, I'm sitting there, I'm going, man, we're here for mat time. Like, I don't have, like, what are you talking about? Like this. And, and then she looks at me and says, and I quote, well, I know that's your girl. Well, well, I mean, hold up, wait a minute. Points beat advantage every single time. Hold on, wait a minute. I looked at her and I said, hey, don't you ever accuse me of being a dirty ref. Now, Mm -hmm. get the hell out of here before I I toss you out of this gym. And then I called Jill over and I was like, you better break her damn arm. (laughs) So, on the other mat, I, 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 I'm telling you right now. If I, if, if, I was like, if, if if you don't break her shit, I'm dealing with you. Well, here's and, the thing. And, and then she goes over there. She goes to the, in the in the no gi, and mm. she submits the girl. Mm. So I'm like, there we go. So here's my thing. Uh, you know, maybe when I was newer to this or younger, I would get upset. If there was a decision that didn't go my way or blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, what the fuck ever. But here's the thing. Man, it's a fucking shitty-ass local tournament. Like, who the fuck cares? To the lower belts, it is an important thing. And I have set, I've ran the table of rest before to where I watched them coach their... For student sure. listen while they were in the damn oh match. listen you know, I'll, I'll call like her name listen Johnny Buck we went to a fucking we went to the the white belt thing that they have at open source mm-hmm. Johnny Buck was reffing while coaching his student against mine yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that part he's, I was talking he's about... reffing and coaching <laughs> yeah. his, his student against mine and you, and you know what my student beat him and I was like I don't, I don't give a fuck coach him what do I give a fuck I don't care right Coach that's, him. That's not the instance and, I was referring and, to. And but you know yeah. what? But if the, if the re- results have been the, the opposite, like who fucking cares? It's a stupid white belt tournament at Open Source I'm sure Jiu-Jitsu. the white belt cares very much. Yeah, but, but 
but long term, well, that's in a good the, point. In the general, matter, but no, to it the does student matter. on the mat, they in see the, the stack decks again. The well, by jujitsu, well, by jujitsu terms, since everybody quits at blue belt, yeah, it's, the, not the, it's, it's not the long term. It's 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 the short term, man. Man, <laughs> what are I we got, doing? I got news for you. If um, man, I don't care who coaches. The the only thing that when, when I'm competing, the only time something is a little bit the only thing that kind of gets under my skin is if I'm in enemy territory much like the the match with Evan Arandondo where everything Evan did the entire fucking crowd was like yeah woo right but then like if I reversed it it was fucking silence yeah that's the only time you, and, and, outside and, and, and things you, bother and you, me. And you sort of know that as an athlete. You know that going in. Going, going, right? going like, in, it's a hostile environment. For sure. But, but you don't – you will never – you never uh, realize how hostile it can be. You, you don't realize yeah. it until you're there. Yeah. Until but, you get there in that but let me tell situation, you, there's you just also, don't know. There's also – now, you don't – this for me personally, this goes like kind of 50-50, but like – there's a real good feeling about when you fuck somebody up in their territory oh, and man. the fucking place is silent and you're just like, <laughs> Hey guys, listen, saw ya. let me, let me, yeah, let, like, let me, let me, ooh. let me tell you something. I played football and, in uh, in the Tuscola Pisgah rivalry. And if you look that up and, and it's, a, it has its own Wikipedia. I'm page. like, damn, is this like a, is <laughs> this like a fucking, um, it's one of the Hatfield and McCoy's no, or no, something? It's, it's, like, it's one of the top. It's one of the top ten rivalries in the United States. Damn. And and I and I played football. That 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 rivalry attracts at the stadiums fifteen thousand people every Good year. Lord. Every year, and and there is you know every, you know from the time you're a kid, from the time you're a kid, you are trained to prep for that. For that rivalry, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, it's a lifestyle in Haywood County. In Haywood County, there, there's there's two things: there's Pisgah Tuscola football, and there's the paper plant. And uh, and and but <laughs> when you get done with the high school football, you go work in the paper. You plant. go work at the paper plant. And 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 but the the point I'm making is, to, it's twofold. No matter how important that rivalry is. Even when you play it the year before, so when you you're playing your freshman year, your sophomore year, and then your junior year, you come back to whatever venue you was at. So your yeah. freshman year, you're at home. Your sophomore year, you're at away. Your junior year, you're back at home. And your senior year, you're away again. So even knowing those in between years, yeah, no matter how hostile. It is. You never can prepare for how hostile it is. It's pretty odd, right? It's it's very odd. It's very odd as an athlete. And and what really happens is you, you sort of tune it out. Like when you when when you're when you're a freshman, Pisgah Tuscola, you you're like, oh man, there's you're all big eyed. You're I mean at the JV game, there's ten thousand people. Holy shit! At the JV game, and that's played in the opposite. That that's at the opposite of of the of the varsity game. So mm. if it's if it's varsity at Pisgah, then it's it's uh, JV at Tuscola, mm. and so the whole the the tradition is that the home the home uh, crowd shows up for the JV game, but the mm. but the but the away crowd doesn't show up. Yeah. That, that's that's the that's the tradition, 
And uh, but no matter no matter how intense you that you remember it, it's it it always surpasses. And so you sort of just tune it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and and so like I I remember with Jason, I I remember, um, I remember with Jason him, you know, against Evan. Everything Jason, everything Evan did. Oh, the crowd went crazy, man! They went crazy. <laughs> I, and Toro, they 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 went they went. <laughs> was there, man. I think we had like yeah twelve jujitsu or twelve. No, Phoenix there might have been there. five of us there. Maybe no, was... there wasn't very many of us. Yeah. Well, and, didn't Summer compete on that card? No, she competed the one before that. Uh, against she, Amber. Against. Uh, I thought she was on that card. No, yeah, she competed so. against yeah, Amber. Yeah, that day. she was on Did that she? card. Yeah, Amber that G. Day? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know uh, yeah, Scully Maria showed up. Kyle huh? showed up. She lost to Amber. Yeah, listen. I was like in <clears throat> overtime, I believe. I'm, I'm gonna tell you yes, something. She this, lost. Yeah. She lost bad in overtime. This ain't no lie. But but she she it was it was close, it was close in, regulation, in regulation. But then she just gassed. Yeah. So she she get she, gassed, I'm here she to gassed. Tell you, Here's here's a, here's something about Amber that like you'll, you'll never hear me say I don't I don't respect her as an athlete. We pulled up, man. I listen. I've been training for a long time. I was in shape. Like I was in shape. I didn't run out of gas. Uh, Evan just tried to break my arm. No. Right. Like. Um, we pulled up and Amber is in the parking lot running fucking hill sprints like two hours before the match. The match, yeah. And I'm like, Summer ain't done the first fucking minute of fucking cardio. She come about two classes a week. We're in trouble. I mean, Amber had a look. Amber was like, I'm here to kill somebody. Like, mm. she she wasn't leaving there without, without a medal. Like, you, I believe – now – I can say this with certainty. You know, everybody knows. Well, I don't know if everybody, but Summer's not my favorite person in the whole world. Neither is Amber. Um, that particular day, I was like, Summer's fucked. I like, this, she wasn't your student then? No. And uh, I was like, Summer is not prepared for what's about to happen. Oh, who was she under then? I thought she Amber? I thought she came up through the ranks under you. No, no, no. no. She was with, uh, she oh. was with uh, Seth Shemp. Oh, was okay. She? Yeah, she was with Seth. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she was all. She's been with she, Seth blue, up blue until the, the last, up until the last two years. Yeah. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah. I thought she literally started under you. No. Okay. Well, she was, she was. I, I, I distinctly remember pulling into the fucking trying to find a parking spot and being like, "What the fuck is that idiot doing?" And it was, it was Amber doing hill sprints out behind fucking Toro BJJ. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. I was like, "She gonna." Uh, my, my hope was that she wore herself out before we got. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well." Maybe she'll just do enough of them. We won't have to fucking worry about that. But she was prepared, man. She did a good job. She she will, and you know, submission. you helped me coach Summer that day. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, Summer had her in an inverted triangle. Yep. And you were screaming at her like, "Grab the sleeve, pull the sleeve, pull the sleeve." She had her in some trouble, but you know, inverted triangle is pretty hard to finish. Like it's not something you finish. Yeah. I finish them not with the you, you not know, with the triangle. You know, I get to and, get and, more and, from and you that. know what I you know what I found out since she's been with me what. She has a rubber neck when it comes to inverted triangles. I can believe it. Jill catches her. I, I can't make this up. Every single Sunday that they train <laughs> together, I am not making this up. Every single Sunday that they train together, Jill catches her in an inverted triangle. Yeah. And every single Sunday she gets out of it. And she she, just, she, she, she just grits it. Through. She just grits through it. Yeah. She mm-hmm. just grits through 
that now uh, granted I, I don't coach my my students during open mat uh so i haven't told i'll coach Jill. the fuck out of them I'll, I'll take the one <laughs> whichever one sucks the most whichever I'm one like, sucks i'm like hey don't let that motherfucker put that cross face on you. Get that shit off there. Come on. What the fuck are you doing? Look get into up, it. Get up on your yeah. goddamn. That's what, the same what way I get out of inverted triangles. Yeah. Case in point, me and him Monday morning. <laughs> Last Monday morning. I don't remember. Yeah. You, he always tries to invert triangle me. I just No, you always get me in that little trap, and I'm like, cool, screw you. My it, jaw can hurt for a couple of days. We, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the difference is. We're just laying traps, baby. Laying yep. traps. Man. That's all we're doing. Me and Daniel. That's what he does. I will turn away from that shit. I will bite down on my back teeth as hard as I can. I'll twist out. <laughs> the difference is, so so last week we rolled. It's the first time we rolled in a long time. Yeah. And uh, we we rolled. We, nobody showed up for our morning class. It's just me and Daniel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, all right, then. We're about to get fucked up. One of us going to go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. you know? So we did. Like, we just rolled for an hour. We rolled like two 25-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I got Daniel with a toehold after this is this is what pisses me off. I can positionally dominate like a twenty minute round and then Daniel submit me as some bullshit that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> so so I'd like positionally dominated and then I like went from all upper body attacks, then I just went boom, like straight down to the bottom and just toehold, right? He's like, Oh you motherfucker. So we we talk about it, we reset, we grapple again. I spend at least another 15 minutes in side control all over his back, all over side control, all over mount, like all over the place. Right. We get in some stupid scramble. He just grabs my foot and tries to break it. And and yep. when Daniel gets a straight ankle lock, you got to be tapping like right away. Cause he'll tell your shit off. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, God damn, Hey, don't break my <laughs> fucking foot. Wait, tap man, tap. Don't, don't hurt me. I'm old. I got shit to do today. <laughs> So it's good to have some rounds. Mm. All right. Well, Brad, listen, I got to go get something to eat. It's 830. Yep. I got to get out of here. Uh, what, in closing, you got, the, first, we're going to have to have you back because I didn't get the half of the shit. Oh, we didn't even scratch about. the okay. surface cool. on this. I've got 8,000 questions We'll be back you. next Sunday. No, we won't. You a liar. You ain't going to be next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. I'm serious. You promise? I promise. Hey, you want to do next Sunday? I'm down for next All Sunday. All right. If, I yeah. promise. if you next say next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to be here. Next Sunday, we'll be back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Part. This is part one, then, yeah. for our listeners that have made it this far. This is uh, Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu episode 30. Eight-ish. Eight-ish. 38 part A. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Brad said he'll be back next Sunday. In 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 closing, yep. What do you got to say? Like, what do you, what do you want to tell? What do you want to tell people in preparation for next week? In preparation for next week, so could be uh, anything. Could be anything. Do you want to tell Rachel to quit fucking digging around in that crackling ass bag? Of, okay, we gonna we gonna get you some food. <laughs> I know, baby. <laughs> She get hangry. You better be careful. <laughs> hey, look, guys, it's 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 a pleasure being here, and um, you know it's it's long overdue. And, yes, and yes hope, ho- agreed. Ho- hopefully, we, we we can. Get... No, no, no! Don't be hopefully me. Uh-uh. You said I well, promise I'll minute. be here next Sunday. Oh my god! Go. Wait, dude, calm down. Okay, all right, sorry. So, I get, uh, ho- I get ho- emotional. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we, we can get past some stories and uh, and and dive into some uh, some some serious stuff. 
like concepts and we like the stories, the stories are good. and yeah. and and all that. All oh, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, you changed my entire half guard game. Yeah, like I can give you one hundred percent credit for that. There you go. I really man. can. And it was literally just a seminar that you did for us. Like I think it's on a whim. It's like a Wednesday night or some shit. You just showed yeah. up. And went over it, and you just blew my mind in two or three little things that you taught because you talked about the concepts of it. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, okay, this is how we pass the guard. It was, this is why this works, and this is why this is stupid. Stop doing this. Right. <laughs> and that's one thing that changed my entire half-guard game, yeah. literally. Yeah. Right. I appreciate that, man. I mean, I even talked about you in my book whenever I wrote the book about half-guard concepts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, it's it's funny when you think about I'm sure the three of us, you know, the three of us didn't learn in a vacuum. We are all mm-hmm. students of someone, yeah, of right. many people, right? right? Um, when I think back about the things that I do well, and I think about the... And hold, hold on, hold on for a minute. Go ahead. Let, 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 you do let things me, well? Wait a minute. What <laughs> <laughs> a few things. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me say, let me say something. Have at it. I, I can't... Man. Floor this, is yours, Senator. This, this is, this is going to... This is going to... And, and I'm going to... I'm going to pick this up on the next podcast. I'm going to hold you to it. And it's a huge statement. Gosh, it's a huge statement. And, and a lot of people is not going to, they're not going to like this. I cannot imagine learning from one person. Yeah. How could you? I, 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 can, I can, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine where I would be my grappling me as a person me as a black belt I would not be where I'm at if it was not for Pops Johnny Husky Norman Osteen the wrestling coach John Sanderson the wrestling coach Joe Hurst Leo Vera Chico Mendez man I I just I cannot I cannot imagine learning from one individual. And I'm not saying that by any means do, do you need to jump from association to association to association, but there, there, there definitely needs to be, if, if, if as, as Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu, you are not, you are not doing your students a, a service if you do not bring people in. And, and I, I, I cannot, man, and I know you brought me in, you brought Johnny Buck in, you brought in TC, you, you took, take your students up to Henzo's, you know, and, and I commend you for that, man, I commend you for that so much. And, and, and the, the people out there, the people out there who restrict themselves to learning under one instructor, one system of thought. I, I I feel for him. I cannot imagine. I just can't. Like I, you know what? And and we'll 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 get more into that because that's a whole nother whole <laughs> nother boat. It, it baby. is sort of a touchy subject. It is it? it is a touchy subject. I mean, it's a huge subject it's, too. Yeah, you see a lot of that, especially in other traditional martial arts over jujitsu and catch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can say um, to add to add to. I'll, I'll start with this. I have learned a. Tr- so, you know, I have my main instructors. They are TC. They are um, Master Henzo, uh, Professor John Donaher, some of the Death Squad. Like, 
Like there are a core group of folks that I learned the bulk of my information from. That being said, man, I I have you personally to think for a a very specific set of my game that like I mean I can I can send you the the link to the fucking seminar that you did here that changes the way I do this thing right I reference it often. Um, Eddie has changed my game a lot. Nicole has taught me a lot of things. Kenny Romero has taught me a lot of things. It is, it's nice being sort of, it, it, I will say it was odd. The last time I competed at uh, Grappling Industries, it was weird competing against your students. Like, like not, not bad. It was just like an odd, it was just like a different feeling, you know, like Dan and I are friends. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say friends, but we're buddies, you right. know, and uh, I don't like losing. I don't want to lose nobody fucking right. ever. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And uh, I competed against Dan, and Dan had a different mindset than me. I was like, oh, it's my buddy. We're going to have a good time. Dan was like, no, I'm trying to fuck you up. Like, we're, I'm trying to win this shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, so he won. He won the first one. I was like, God damn, I'm going to have to do something different now. We're going right. to, I can't be, they, we ain't friends right now. I got to do something different, right? right? So I won the second one. And, uh, you know, in at, at one of your open mats, me and Dan just fuck around and, you know, have a good time, you yeah. know, and shit. It's just fun. So it is a very odd, it's an odd place to be to compete against your friends. But I don't think it's odd as in bad. I think it's odd as in you, sh- you should take that opportunity yeah, to. We make each other better. Right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. We, ma- I we mean, make I each other better. I ain't even a little bit mad at Dan about not a goddamn thing. Like He's a great dude and he's yeah. a good grappler. And I'm glad that he, I, I'm thankful that he gave me, if he hadn't entered, I wouldn't have had nobody in my division except for that fucking dude that is an ADCC champion. That would have beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. beat my fucking brains in. <laughs> who then, who who saw it was just me and Dan in the division and was like, nah, y'all have at it. I'm going to go over here and coach. And I was yeah. like, cool. <laughs> Woo! Thank God. I ain't going to get fucked up by that guy, you know? I get first instead of second. I'm glad with that. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Dan opposite. We um, So that was uh, in weight, I think Dan got first. And then in uh, absolute, I got first. But regardless, it was just me and yeah. him in the same division. Right. right? Just a redo. Um I, I would say that for me, I'm I'm really thankful to have many teachers, m- many teachers, and some of the teachers don't even know that they're my teachers. Like Steve Hall, don't know that he's partially one of my teachers. Right. We we ain't even really friends. We don't like each other. Well, I don't know. He may like me. I doubt it. <laughs> I got serious doubts that that he likes <laughs> me. But we we ain't the same kind of people. We have different outlooks on jujitsu and life and whatnot but i'm i value the things that he taught me very much and i still use them to this day um i think i think the things that jujitsu specifically and potentially like mma teach you can't be learned in any other venue right you know i mean it's hard Mm -hmm. to where else can you fucking man me and you ain't on the same team but you're one of my best friends and we're on the same team in a weird way right Right. Like if we, if we go to a tournament, if I'm not competing against one of your students, you're going to coach me. Right. Same. I mean, you had to yell. I didn't. <laughs> I was coaching one of his students, Ashley, who who visits here sometimes, but I didn't realize she was competing against one of his students. So it was like two students competing, two of his students competing against you. I'm coaching Ashley. I didn't realize it was. I didn't know it was Jill. Oh uh, yeah. And Brad's like fuck you doing like get the fuck out of here you know i was like i'm just coaching my friend i don't know like i didn't realize that they were teammates you know 
Yeah, I'm just that, saying, that, like, that, that, that was getting ready to be a, uh, a well, cluster. Re- regardless of that part, what I'm saying is, like, if I'm at some place and I see somebody wearing a Checkmat Charlotte patch and they're not competing against one of my students, I'll fucking help them. Yep. Mm. Now, if you compete in one against my students, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to help my student, right? <laughs> and I feel like you'd be the same way. But all I'm trying to get at is uh, very – we've created this interesting community that – is unlike any community I've ever been involved in, ever. I mean, really, you came to Hickory to visit us out of, I don't know, I would say probably like gut check. Like, let's see what these motherfuckers are about. Do you remember that when you came Mm -hmm. to Atlantic? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, he was like, I'm (laughs) going to find out what the fuck this motherfucker's doing. Mm. And, I mean, and look, like, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, ever since. Mm. Always welcome here. I've never felt unwelcome at your gym. I've been to dozens of seminars at your place. Plenty of them. It's nice, right? Yeah. It's nice. Plenty of them. Okay, cool. Well, I'll get the fuck out of here then. It's 839. Yeah. What are we at? Oh, we're at 324. Woo! You're not going to tell me that we're not on the top end of three three hours? I got to go. Top end. (laughs) What? All right, all so, right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let, let right. people know where they can find you at before where, you leave. Brad, yeah, what, yeah. what do you? What do you? Everybody knows you already, but where can they find you if well, they don't I, know I, you? I can see I, back here next Sunday. Back here okay. next Sunday. Next Perfect. Sunday. Check Matt Charlotte. Check Matt Charlotte. Check Matt Charlotte. Thirty-four fifteen Westinghouse Boulevard, Suite Ten, Charlotte, oh. North Carolina. Just moved to a bigger location. It's very it. nice. Just had uh, Chico Mendez at his place. Yep. Leo Vera's been there many times. Uh, Lucas Lech, Jilson Nunez, Shane Jamil Taylor, Dominique uh, Bell. You get a chance. Bunch of Emmanuel Oliveira. Bunch of high level <laughs> shit going on there. You got a high level guys coming <laughs> yeah. in. Man. He's also the the coach to Nicole and Eddie, our, our favorite black belt couple, mm-hmm. and Kenny Romero, one of the one of the sadistic, most sadistic very, people I've ever fucking met. <laughs> One of the best kept secrets in leg locks. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel, what you got? No, man. I'm good. Cool. Fuck off. Phoenix <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu is uh, doing a – if you're a Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu student, your significant other is totally welcome for the entire month of February, completely free. Uh, Atlas Canine's been picking up, so I'm training a bunch of dogs. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Beaver. What? Hickory is the armpit of jujitsu, and I'm out. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.